Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Hey, Metalheads, beer drinkers, and bullshitters, I'm Sean. I'm Juan. I'm Bien. And we got a special guest with us, the infamous Mikey G. Howdy, Whoop. folks. How y'all doing? <laughs> um, well, who wants to introduce this show? Big nose. Oh, I, yeah, I think you should, actually. Well, you've been in a couple of the bands that are going to be featured, featured today. today. Um, well, Mikey G is part... I'm going to call him... An OG, you know, original gangster. Um, he started off with me back in of the 80, of the Reading death of the Reading death metal scene in like 80, 88, 87, somewhere in there. And uh, it's an honor to have him sitting next to me. I mean, he is my cousin too, but you know, I don't get to see him all that much. So. Kissing cousins. No, we're not kissing cousins. I, I noticed. Sometimes. I noticed Mike didn't admit that one. Yeah, he like Sometimes. actually moved away from the mic. <laughs> uh, He's gonna throw up in the corner there. Fuck, he said it. <laughs> Fuck. Years of PTSD. He's over here going, God damn it! He admit- oh man, he admitted it. He's my cousin. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go back into hiding for six months. Well, we decided to do a little bit of a history lesson on the the, the micro. One of many micro scenes across the the country at that right. time, which was the Reading death metal scene, which was very very small, very compact. There wasn't very many death metal bands. I think there was like five at yeah. the at the height. I think there was five. And there was a couple thrash metal. Yeah, bands I was gonna say it was and, more thrash. Yeah, and even loaded, that, and even that else. wasn't that many. I think and, there was like three of those, and then the rest was fucking tight cock rock band mm. covers and, and punk and bands. And, and we had yeah. a lot yeah. of fucking punk bands. So, yeah, I mean, moving back, I mean, er, the earliest death metal bands would have been Abortacide, Threnody. Uh, Threnody was the the first death metal band. And and not by far. I would say less than a year or right around a year from Abortacide. Them in in, uh, Sarcoma um, were the original two death metal bands. And uh, we went to go see that, me and Mike. uh, Is that Rich Kretz, right? Yeah, it was Kretz. Mm Mm-hmm down at uh unisound and uh we were like dude we gotta we gotta amp up our game here and get a band together and we started what what became rot was called chronic infection and uh named after a pestilence song i was just yep. gonna say that's yeah that's yeah. pestilence consuming yeah. impulse album yep, yep. Yeah. absolutely right that's where it all came from mm-hmm. that's where it started and uh we were terrible <laughs> we were really bad but uh we got asked one day it was a um, a death metal show on a Sunday and I think we had two original songs at this point and Jake come you know calls me up and he's like hey uh, would you guys want to open Jake from Unisound Jake from Unisound and uh, he says you know just bring your guitars don't bring heads don't bring drums just you know all the other bands will let you uh, borrow their gear I'll provide the head (laughs) so uh, basically what happened so that way we can all be friends we uh we got there and of course nobody nobody told the other bands this crap and uh you know we went up and played our three originals and kind of uh monkeyed through some riffs that we had to fill out the rest of the time 
dude, Rob had even back then, Rob wasn't even really good at riffs. Right. It right. was mostly like he knew some notes and some chords and, and just kind and of. And if that. Yeah, just kind of powered through. So I miss that dude. Yeah. Yeah, he just powered through everything. Absolutely. Right there it is. Sean pulls out a copy of Pestilence Consuming Impulse. That's what started it. That was the death metal love. Yeah. So that's what started you, it. You found that on a vacation with the family uh, yeah. down in like Virginia or some North, shit. Yeah, we were on uh, North Carolina. We were going yep. down to visit. And I, I remember you running back going, dude, you got to check this fucking band out. And yeah. that was the, that was the start of the death metal. In well, isn't that how most of us found it? We all kind of stumbled onto so, it somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know for me, it was obituary. Slowly we rot. That was guy I went to school with. I was like, dude, listen to this fucking weird album. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> like, that's fucking not Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> but if you think, we were all looking like we were looking for that next like we wanted heavier it wasn't so much along of along the lines of the speed aspect of things but it was more along the lines of just the heaviness that's what we were looking for and striving for and yes different. Right. very yeah. much right. different because even thrash at that point was starting to get a little bit more we're a little stale accepted stale. you know right. accepted by the masses and stale yeah right yeah. but um we played that show and like right after that show we 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 made some really good friends. I'm still friends with uh, Bill from Threnity. Um, we we talk all the time. Um, you know, we we keep saying we're going to jam together like virtually, but I don't. I you know me, I'm not computer savvy, so I don't know how to hook like my drums up to a computer or anything like that. So, Is that Bill? Bill the drummer? No, the uh, the the guitarist Bill. Who was yeah. the drummer? Uh, Rich, 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 Rich Harmon. Yeah, yeah Rich I'm, friend, I'm friends with him on Facebook Hell too. Yeah. He's a, Hell yeah, Hell yeah, <laughs> he was like the death metal stoner extraordinaire. I'll never forget watching him get knocked out one night at Unisound Ooh, by yep. a friend of ours, Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Grabbed him under Ooh. the armpits and fucking ran him head first into the oh, stage. Yep. But Rich uh, was out for a good, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds. Spe- <laughs> speaking of Rich, though, that, that show that, that uh, we were just talking about that Jake asked us to play, that was the biggest goddamn drum set that I've ever played in my life. I mean, he had cymbals upon cymbals, toms upon toms. I was like, whole, I, I just started hitting things just to hit them because I went, I never played this before. You're like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time you had a China cymbal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. John kept hitting it. We, it was like, throw us off because he would hit this and be like, <laughs> he'd be playing in the middle of the song. He'd be like, that's not, that's not one of the sounds that is in this song. <laughs> he'd be jamming. It's like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, we, we'd be just going along and like, chugga, chugga, chugga. And all of a sudden you hear this. And these guys are like, what? I, I remember Mike coming back to me. I remember this now we're talking about it. Mike walks back to me and he goes, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm just hitting Chinese. Yeah. I'm anything. Yeah, I was like, we got an Asian flair. It just kind of threw me off. Because, you know, you're, you're used to a certain sound in the song and you're used to, you know, your timing. You try to keep your timing and then you try to keep your, you know, your memory points almost, you know, when you're looking for stuff. And then all of a sudden, weird shit like that comes in. Yeah, you're just kind of like... <laughs> It's like, did somebody break something? Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was uh, that's where I guess the you could call it the core of of uh, Reading Death Metal started was right there for for you and for me for me around us right, oh yeah around us I don't but, want people to be like well that's not it it was only you know but no uh, Therenity and Sarcoma were the I would say the originators of uh, Berks County Death Metal so they were the first two Berks County yeah. Death mm-hmm. Metal bands yeah. and it all kind of grew from there. Yep. Yeah. And what was the place that they used to practice at that was like Wood Street. Yeah. With Concrushion yep. and all those Wood other Street. bands. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which which begs the question, would this have even happened without Unisound? No. No. Yeah. No. That's, no. A, that's a so that, I mean, but, that's a hard no. 
before <laughs> before you know Therinity and Sarcoma, you you like we were saying about the the thrash bands, uh, you had Craze and Concussion and Fatal, but and Witchery, don't forget Witchery. Witchery was more of a Pottstown band. Yeah, but they played up here a lot. Right. Well, in, okay. In fact, I seem to think Dave Hawes' sister was like married to the bass player from that band or something like that, which yeah. kind of ties into the right. the Berks County thing. Okay. Right. And you got to add Torment in there, too. Oh, yeah. Because, Torment. Because Torment, they were yeah. another one that was... Was Pummel yeah. into that world, or were they like more They like came a little bit. They later? were more hardcore-ish. Right. They kind of, yeah, they, they were more... a couple years later, but, um, you know... The the most the majority of those bands, like I said, the thrash bands like uh, KKI and uh, Craze and Fatal and Torment. Well, Torment played Unisound a lot, but to go to your question of was Unisound the the start of of death metal, I would say yes. Well, but, they also uh, went a little bit more like hardcore. He right. Was, he was more. He was. No, it was definitely more of a hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he would definitely bring in the death metal in this area. Straight yeah. edge. The 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 thrash bands really stayed away from from Unisound because. At that point, the, the thrash bands thought they were better than everybody else, and they were going to be the next, you know, ginormous well, band. Well, that was the thing, though, because the thrash started becoming more mainstream. Right. You know, you had bands. I like, mean, they played there, but, right? Because then you had like the silo, because right. they were they catered more to the, the thrash bands because they had more you had a bigger audience. Right. So, like when Nuclear Assault came to town, you know, Sabotage, uh, Sabotage Scatterbrain, right. Sa- Scatterbrain is another phenomenal band. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just different. I, to me, they kind of started the whole uh, fun band kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. And those were all hardcore guys. They came out of uh, Ludacris. Ludacris. Yeah. Yeah, and like Crumb Suckers. That yeah. kind of because that's that transition from hardcore to like kind of that cross. And right. They weren't quite quite crossover, but they filled that space between crossover and hardcore. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, because other than that, you'd have to go to Allentown or Philly, you know, to see a. Right, bigger show. Right, but right. Jake was at, at the time. time. He was mm-hmm. the only one that was catering to like punk, hardcore, uh, anything, anything yeah, local anything. and heavy and different. Like he was, he had, yeah, and or East Coast. He really didn't stray too far from New York. A lot, and, a lot of Biohazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a well, lot. Every, <laughs> every other week, when you Biohazard, th- sick of it all, Mucky Pup. When you think <laughs> of the hardcore bands that he pulled down in that fucking club, I mean, everybody played there. Youth of Today, Gorilla oh, yeah. Biscuits, Biscuits yeah. Leeway played there at one point. Um, Life of Agony played there typo before negative typo yeah. negative I mean it, it's pretty unreal in that little shithole club yeah, he yeah. had that, literally a shithole yeah. yeah but it was a good beautiful shithole it was yeah, it was, it was so like the was most ma- discur- disgusting beautiful place remember it really how was. magical it was like the first couple times you went to that place yeah. it was like well, it was like crazy fuck. it was like people are skating in the fucking back people are jamming in yeah. the front it's people like, are getting maced in the middle middle yeah you fucking, know chairs flying you can jump <laughs> off the stage there's a crazy cool double entrance yeah <laughs> I remember like, wow, we I gotta remember, come through a cage I remember the one time I went there it was like one of the first times I went there and it was a packed house and I was like, all right, I want to crowd surf. And I went to the, the biggest guy next to me. I was like, yo, put me up in the air. And he goes, Let's go up on stage and jump off, idiot. And I'm like, you can do that here? And he's like, yeah. Son of a bitch, you couldn't keep me off that goddamn no. stage. No. It was, yeah, it was one of the only places that you could do it because everywhere, everywhere else you'd have some kind of bouncer yanking you down. Mm-hmm. You know, There was no bouncers there. But it was either. also yeah. small enough that you always felt personal you know what i mean right what i loved about oh, you, that place you you whenever you would go there you knew who was going to be there i mean there was always the same crowd and everybody for the most part got along until certain outsiders would show up well yeah we were all friends right yeah. we were all friends at yeah. unisound unless you had to use a bathroom because that place was a little, and it's not bathroom was a little scary. It, was, it was a bunch of skinheads that showed up right well 
And you know the thing that the funny part about when you say about the skin skinheads would show up, it was funny how incognito they would get. I mean, they would yeah, like all the wigs and the yeah. plastic noses with the glasses. <laughs> but you can only hide your tattoo of right. Hitler for so fucking right. long. They'd show up in Doc Martens with you know regular laces. They wouldn't wear their bomber coats. They would just like wear a jean jacket. Well, and to be fair, some of those dudes were sharps. They weren't Nazis. There right. was a lot of sharps that showed up. Right. But when the Nazis did show up, it was it was really you know, how do you know he's a Nazi? Because he was... Because they was... marched in backwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember one of the biohazard shows, uh, you know, the skinheads started a fight and all that, and even fucking biohazards running down the street chasing... The, like, the whole club clears out to chase after, like, four guys. But huh? that that's what happened, is that at some point in time, it became, like a thing to do right. for most shows not just in Unisound there right. were shows in Reading where they would just show up to like try to stop well, the show and we, fuck shit up and we, it's like we were notorious dude. like you, all you guys say to Napalm Death is hey we're from fucking Reading oh, yes. Allentown oh, and they're yes. fucking they're like to this day fucking still remember mm-hmm. that I mean yep. mm-hmm. because we were were you with for the camp mm-hmm. we were up in Allentown when Napalm played with Sepultura and fucking yeah, and sick fucking of it all bombed open. it with a and bomb. They, the fucking skinhead started fighting with the with uh, the guitar player from Sick of It on the road, he came out with a fucking mace bomb and fucking bombed the place in August. Like, it was like fucking horrible. <laughs> and then they had to open the doors and people would come by, like, Are you guys all right? Everybody okay? It's like, yeah. yeah. But that was all mainly because Napalm had that song. That was the time that they brought that Nazi punks fuck off song. Yeah. And once they started doing that, that's when it was like, you know, hey, the, let, these skinheads are going to show up, just try to, you know, screw shit up. No, and they showed up to everything in Allentown anyway. Like right. You, you weren't fucking safe. I yeah. mean, my first big show was Creator, and that was, remember that? Fucking this dude getting his hair set <laughs> on so fire and wonderful. fucking, yeah, ridiculous. I, I was there just a little bit before that, and I, I said this during the Flotsam interview, the week, the, I went to two shows in a weekend. It was Flotsam and Jetsam and Prong, which was only like maybe 300 people there. And then the next night was uh, Faith No More and uh, Circus of Power. And Faith No More just like broken big on MTV with Epic, and the fuck up thing was we're standing there in line and you see, you know, white girl suburbia, you know, getting dropped off by their dad, and then here comes these big freaking vans with like Nazi soldiers <laughs> jumping out, and you could just sit there and just go, this is going to be ugly by the end of the night. Well, I mean, you were with one. Night. I was there absolutely yeah. both nights. Yeah, yeah. And to bring that one all the way around. We'll- when we finally get, do you remember No One's Hero? Absolutely. Yes. Well, John's going to eventually come on the podcast. Very the cool. Yes. He, he's playing with another band. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I followed I followed them on uh, social media. So they have that old uh, friends of, I think it's like we're all friends at Unisound yeah, yeah, page. Yeah. And then yeah. they also have, they brought, like he came in with his other band and saying, hey, you know, I'm from No One's Hero. And yeah, I, I think I might even still have that long sleeve shirt somewhere. Yeah, I wish I lost <laughs> Yeah, I, I know it's somewhere in my house. I'm pretty sure I still have it. So John's going to come down. You that to me. And, <laughs> and we'll talk about that whole thing because they were basically the last band that played, one of the last, I think they were the last, last band, band that played they at were. the airport music hall because yep, then were. that fucking kicked off and, yep. You know, so I mean, sheer terror and an agnostic front never even played. <laughs> no, yeah, they never. Yeah, wasn't it? I think it was no. Yeah, I think it was no one's here. Didn't wasn't Madball on that tour too? Didn't weren't they the next band that opened up? And wasn't that when everything went down? I don't recall. I, I, don't, I don't recall, but I just remember there was. Right, like, it went was, nuts. It went nuts, and the the government of Allentown went. That's it. Yeah. No more shows at this place. Yeah. 
Well, the, the bunch of fucking dudes with fucking no hair in her went down, beat some old lady, and took her fucking groceries. Yeah, I mean, that's, Jesus Christ. That's you know? what did it. Yeah, yeah. Once you start going into the citizens of Valentown, yeah, they're going to sh- shut down. Right. So, I mean, so John will be on, and we'll talk about that one a little bit, too. Uh, I but mean, could that old lady be the one that stole the shit from the guy from uh, Dumb and Dumber? She could be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, all right, we got way off track. Yeah, we're... This, so. <laughs> Let's go. So let's this, go back to rot. This started out with with we were at Threnody Concussion, Sarcoma. and then so, or Threnody and Sarcoma, and then the next band was you guys, right? And then where did we go from there? Um, we 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 found that there was a uh, how you found about other bands sometimes was back in the day you looked at thanks lists of of other death metal bands and stuff like that. And we found a Concussion or not a Concussion, uh, a Chronic Infection. And we're like, oh shit, we got to change the name. And around about this time, from what my memory serves me, I mean, you guys probably were, you know, help me out here. There's a little bit of fog, you know, fog in there. But uh, you had left because, uh, you know, you were hanging out with Derek, right. and, and you guys were starting a band, and um, that's where Abortaside comes into play. You guys were, you guys were something else before Abortaside, before Juan joined up with you. No, we were not. Actually, okay. what it was was. Uh, Chronic Infection went, you brought in Jeremy Wannis. Yeah. Because you brought him in, and then Joe Carr came in. No, Joe came in after... Uh, was he came in after? Yeah. Okay. Because I know there was some, like, the, Rob, like you said, he was a great We, we brought in, we brought in Chris. Right, that's what it was. Chris. Yeah, that's who it was. Oh, and, my God, Chris. He's right. Another, he's another fucking story altogether. <laughs> yes. Yeah. El yeah. Buddha, the man himself. Yeah, and it was weird because I didn't want to be in a band with a guy that was dating my sister. It was just too yeah. weird. It was just it was just odd and just I didn't want no parts of it. And at the same time, I met Derek, you know, and we were talking about, you know, hey, I'm a guitar player and, you know, and he was like, but I want to kind of do something different. And I'm like, well, hey, you know, if you're on the heavier side, you know, let's look into something like this. And was Derek, did did you get Derek in the death metal? Mm -hmm. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was for the most part, he was still listening to a lot of like thrash metal, that kind of stuff. He was pretty big in the DRI, too, at the time. Um, and then I'll never forget it. We went to Record Rev and bought uh, Entombed Left Hand Path. And that's what started it for Derek. That was like... He loved that fucking yep, band, yeah. dude. Yep. And that's what started. That's what started Derek in the whole... Like, even his guitar sound. Like, his guitar sound, he wanted to sound like that Entombed sound. Mm. So he went with that. Which is that good European fucking death metal sound. Absolutely. Dude, they still have to this day. It's fuzzy and dirty yep. and it, heavy and yeah. To come back forward, have you heard Gate Creeper yet? The new one? No, just Gate Gate Creeper in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my. I finally found an American band sound like they're from Sweden. So, all right, go back to what you were saying. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, Shame it's all good. Because Left actually, Hand Path like, was another big gateway band album for a lot of people. Right. Like, right. That fucking kicked it up from Slowly We Rot. Like, I yeah. remember, I, I know for me personally, that was an album. That and Ripping Corpse were the two albums that I found after Obituary. Like, yeah. Because especially with like obituary, but obituary had that great like sludgy heavy sound, but they didn't do a lot of the faster up tempo stuff. Mm. Whereas Entombed kind of pulled it all together. They had a nice yeah. They brought both of them right. They those the worlds together and just made a phenomenal album with mm. that. You know, and like I said, Derek. I remember when we first played our first show with Derek. Derek had this tiny little crate amp that we rented from Fred's Music, just because that was the only amp that could get close to that sound. 
And then eventually we went on to that. He got a bigger Fender. I think he bought it the, from Breeze. Yeah, the M80. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. We, we're, I think he was able to find what he realized. I think it was the actual uh, pedal was what actually, if you had the right pedal, the pedal was the one that could give you that right. sound. And then you could just manipulate it with the tones on the head, on the amp head. But we were young. We were kids. We didn't understand any of that at the time. We were just kind of like. Yeah, we were just like turning buttons. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah, turn it up. Yeah. Dude. And then when we met Juan. Juan brought this carcass aspect into it. So Juan was really heavy in the carcass and he brought in this like melodic kind of like, a, almost, I don't want to say proggy, but it was like a more a melodic sound in death metal, mm -hmm. you know? And then we had Tom who we met through John, who's actually John's cousin. Another cousin. Yeah. yeah. And it was one of those things back where... In the, back in the day, it was kind of like Death Angel. Like, everybody was related to me in somehow, and they're all in different, different bands. Different bands, yes. Yeah. Exactly kind of how it was, because the pool was very small. Right. Like, there was really... I think, not the gene pool. Yeah. <laughs> or the inbred pool, whichever you want to call it. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It really was, because there wasn't a whole lot of people that were listening to this kind of music. Most of the people, I mean, Christ, I listened to Slayer. They thought we were devil worship. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, like if you listen to any heavy fucking metal back in the day, I remember my metal leather jacket yeah. that I hand painted with all these like pentagrams. Yeah. We'd go to the fairground square mall and people would like move to the Out other the fucking way. side they're, walking in because they're like, here's these fucking hippie people that are yeah. into the devil. I'm like, there, what the fuck? There's a funny story about Juan. Um, I, I had graduated. There's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> but I had graduated and uh, I was working at this cabinet shop and this guy was that I worked with was saying about, oh man, these fucking Satan worshipers that hang out at Fairground Square Mall. And I'm like, oh yeah? I'm like, what do they look like? And he goes, there's this 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 Spanish guy with hair to his ass and he's always in this leather jacket and he's got upside down crosses all over the place. And... And I'm like, My favorite. and I'm like, oh, that's Juan. He goes, of course you would fucking know him. And I just, for the rest of my life, every time I see Juan or I see this guy that I used to work with, I laugh because I just go, oh my God, if you only would have taken the two steps to say, hey man, I'm, I forget what his name is off the top of my head, but he's like, hey man, if you would have introduced each other, you'd be, you'd see that Juan's not this evil guy that's going to oh, sacrifice your kid. Sacrifice your kids and I might. Well, nobody knows. Depending on how well behaved the kids are. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we, you, you do, know, you, do you remember where we got that Baphomet necklace you had? Yes, from Allentown Occult. To the Occult shop in Allentown. Yeah. Which yeah. I yep. fucking love that place. Yep. And that was left. where Derek bought the the first copy of Necronomicon and yeah. all oh, of a yes. sudden, yeah. Then we and started I got the Satanic Bible from that, that guy. Place, that's right. Yeah, they had all that cool stuff up there. Great, great, great shop that I know. Yajnamolos. Well, Harry's a coal shop is still in Philly, is still in Philly on South Street and is still running. So they still have some of their selection, but the coal shop in Allentown was so much better. I've lost that silver. Oh, did you? Thing, and I've been trying to find it online. I think it'd be worth no a fortune. One, no one fucking Because he had them made like just for his shop. Yep. Like, I don't think Well, they were made for the satanic. I mean, that's it. Yeah. For the his... satanic um, church up there yeah. in Whitehall. Well, yeah. let's get back to the whole evolution of a border side to because we're, we're going sideways again that's, that's all right. right that's what we do that's yeah. what, but you yeah. know what though these are, it sounds weird but these are the little things that made a board yeah. aside this because is how we like drew all put like together. yeah and it, it sounds weird but that's you know it, we drew from all this shit that like everybody at the time was one afraid of and two didn't understand and we just kind of embraced Fed it. off of it yeah the, the thing that I, I gotta i gotta throw out there is you know even though i had my band of 
of called rot and all that kind of stuff and you moved on and as soon as I, I went to your practice the first time I was like and I, I'm gonna like probably say something bad about my cousin here but I was like why didn't you guys take me <laughs> I was so just like why didn't you come for me so. and the only reason why was because you were in an established band and you like kiss <laughs> and yeah, and we were actually at that time. I was really you were still in a kiss. I was into kiss, but I wasn't into kiss like I was leading up to that. That was like my downtime. Yeah, you weren't like dick sucking kind of. No, 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 no. You were like, ah, oh, I might was, lick their butt. That was yeah, around. That the was more of a spit than swallow right. kind of. Time. That was like crazy nights hot in the shade time, and I kind of like was about to check out around then. Yeah, so. but you were. I remember you videotaping all of Headbangers Ball. Oh fuck yeah, VHS every Friday night taping every, Headbangers no, Ball. Saturday night. Every Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. Monday, and Mondays was was Monday Night Raw on wrestling. Yep. Yes. Yep. But yeah, I remember, dude. I'll never forget watching the first time we watched that disgusting. What was it? The Kiss video where they unmasked themselves. Yeah. And I was just like, why? Oh, that's going back. Put them know. back on, please. That was back in like '83. We watched that. I believe in your parents' living and my room. My parents' living room. Absolutely right. Berks County just got MTV around that time. Yep. Oof. I remember yeah. that. It was during dinner. We were, we, me and you were just like, what are they looking at? Right, right. Oh we're my not talk, God, put we're it not, back on. We're not talking about Kiss. So yeah. get back but, to like I said, but the real reason why was because there was also not another, there wasn't a lot of other bands and right. you always needed another band. Like right. death metal shows, you needed other bands. Mm -hmm. You know, so we had you as an ally and then we could maybe draw from the pool. Maybe if we got lucky, we could uh, get on with something with Serenity or maybe Sarcoma, you know, which led to the biggest fight at Unisound, I think, without Skinheads. Oh, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Out of all the talk we did about Skinheads, it wasn't even the Skinheads that had the biggest fight there. Yeah, no. It was just warring bands. Yeah. yeah that, that was... That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Was that the night with Jerry and the Rip Claw Hammer? Yep. yep that's oh the one. my god, I remember that night. Yep. Yeah, because that was the night that Sarcoma headlined. The fucking, I think. They cleared yep. out the whole parking lot. Yep. That, that was the night that we told this story before. Me and fucking Tom and Derek were in <laughs> fucking Tom's van. <laughs> that fucking girl with the van, and Tom's like, "I just hit somebody." I was like, "What?" So we, they're like, "What <laughs> do we do?" We jump the fuck Throw out in the we, van. We grabbed her, threw her in the van. Now we'd be considered like. I don't know. Hitting fucking rapists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was no sex. I mean, a kidnapping. I mean, I don't know I, yeah, but dude, you don't even have to fucking rape to be called a rapist anymore. But no, we, yeah. you, me and fucking Derek jump out, grab her, drag her into the van and fucking go. And it was like, anybody watching that would have been like, what the fuck just happened? Well, I, I remember that night uh, Rot played and uh, I, I have a video of that somewhere. And uh, basically what happened was I took my drums home and I came back. My dad just drove down the street, and it was just like the whole place emptied out. And I'm just sitting there going, what the hell's going on? And there's like this cloud coming with it of just smoke and mace. Didn't Jerry disappear for a while because he thought he killed that dude? Yeah. yeah. He like, he like yeah. it took him like weeks to come out of hiding. Yeah, he actually yeah. moved out. I think he like moved out of state for yeah. a little while. Yeah. yeah. It was dude, crazy. You I think fucking he fucking hit somebody yeah. with a hammer. Oh, yeah. He, you from know, what right? I what I understand in the video that I did see of it from Jake's surveillance videos, oh, he didn't just hit him. He caught him in the corner of the skull right down to the corner of his face. I mean, that fucking dude was like, and and forgive me for saying this, but a fucking Pantera trailer trash fucking piece of shit yeah, that he fucking was, started it. Like, mm -hmm. that's not talking shit on Pantera. Yeah, dude, but, like some Pantera but you don't have to hammer just, somebody down right. like that. Well, it all started off. No, no, no. I'm not justifying yeah. it. It all I'm started saying, off with a rival band wanted to fight um, the band that was on stage. Do you remember the band? I do, but I'd rather keep this innocent. <laughs> Just but, do uh, a, an initial. 
I can't, I can't give you an initial because it's too easy to, to, to pin oh it out. Oh, my God. I'll tell you because I don't yeah, care. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It was SWAT when yeah. they first started. It's yeah. Jerry because they basically yeah. turned to hardcore. And it, it that and that was a big issue because when he was warring with Fat Freddy and Sarcoma because of all that Antietam. Right, right, right. Oh, that's right. right. All okay. that was that brew because Fat Freddy was part of the, the guitar player for Sarcoma, was basically talking shit because right. Jerry, they left, they broke up Torment. They right. took Mike and they went to SWAT, right. basically formed SWAT. And Brian, who was the drummer of Sarcoma, ended up drumming for SWAT, right. which is where all of this basically. So it was came like from. a bunch of girlfriends like splitting up, right. and exactly. other people right. dating well, the girlfriends with it, that. You know? Oh my god, I forgot all that yeah. shit. And all, all, it, all it took was Jerry was in the pit doing his you know New York dancing yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and one of the I, I'll call him Hitman guys because I don't remember the guy's name, just you know metal pit plowed into him and knocked him down and like punched him a few times took a couple cheap shots so it was like a like a like a little mosh fighting right and jerry got mad and went he knew how to get into yeah, jake's but then office they, but then they went and did like a fucking wall of death or yeah. whatever yep. and yep. that's when he fucking that's what he did it we're doing a wall of death right yep. he he went he went into the studio and he knew there was a hammer back there came back out had it up his sleeve and next thing you know when they did the wall of death he just went boom and it wasn't even front-handed. It was backhanded. Damn, see, that's so fucked up. Like dude. I said, I seen that video. And I was like, oh. I'm like, am I, I am I watching a murder here? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I remember being there. And it was like, it was like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, And then that fucking quick, the place fucking yeah. cleared out. Like I said, I was outside. Breathe. And it just literally looked like, you know, the cartoons where you see everybody rushing out the doors and there was just smoke, like cigarette smoke, because that's all everybody did there, and mace just coming down the steps like the fog. Oh, fuck, and, I forgot you could smoke in Unison. Yeah, yeah which absolutely. Is, dude, that fucking place was nothing but wood. Wood, yeah. yeah. What the fuck Dried are you doing? wood <laughs> above shit. an auto parts, yeah. an old auto parts store yeah. that had like, you know, Gasoline. oil and gas soaked <laughs> into the fi- <laughs> into the, wood. the early 90s. The fucking, <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about that. <laughs> the, the floors were so bad that every time Biohazard played there, everybody would stomp and it would fucking bow. It was like, you'd worry like, oh my God, am I going to make it out of this alive? I, like, I remember saying to Jake the one time, I said, hey, we should get Guard. He's like, no way. The guy downstairs would have a fit. Yeah, I remember that. He was like, no, ain't going to happen. Yeah, it's I remember gonna that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Jeff. I love how Jake turned into Mike Tyson with a fucking higher pitch. <laughs> it's not going to happen at all. Ever- I got me some eyes too. <laughs> Over the years, it just evolved into White Tyson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, let, let, I love that name, White Tyson. <laughs> let's go uh, back we're here to with the... White Tyson. Hello, can we just I be tell friends? You, that crazy night. That's where Abortaside really kind of took off yeah. because we opened up for that. We opened up for yeah. them, and there was such a great crowd there that we kind of connected mm-hmm. that night. And we played Sarcoma got one song and then that was it so well, it was like well, it was, so it was like it was we were the, we were was, the headliners but backwards no 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 because yeah. uh, Abortislai played <laughs> and I believe it was like some band from Allentown yes uh, Insane Angel mm-hmm. okay and Insane then Angel. and then Rot yes. what a great and then group of guys. I think there was another band in between then it was Sarcoma I'm not a hundred percent sure I think on like the Crucifier. lineup, but I knew there might. No, no, no! It was the band from Jersey. Oh, Supremia! Yes, and we yes. we saw Supremia. them. We were yeah, we were like holy. I'm still shit. friends yeah, with them. We're like, what the yeah. fuck? I'm still dude. friends with them. Yeah, those were like the the legit like like death metal dudes. That when they came, that we were like like even as good as Sarcoma was, as good as Threni was, these dudes came in and we were like we were enamored with these guys. We would like follow them like little mm-hmm. puppies, you know, just watching everything they do because that lead singer was. Like whoa! Yep. 
yeah just Blue. yeah he just was like you we were enamored we, yeah. we were just like holy shit like i said i i, I talked to him uh, once every couple months yeah he's he's a really good guy and that but that's how we got hooked up with insangel and because mm-hmm. we got hooked up with insangel that was a great allentown connection that we had say, so didn't we that up, when you started playing up at scarlet Scarlet, yeah, yeah because of them because they had a they had it in with the dude from scarlet's mm-hmm. and they always needed new bands to come in so yeah we kind of hooked up with them and just yeah, that's why I said that night, as crazy as it was, it was a, like kind of opened up a lot of doors for yeah, us. That was that was the day. But stepping <laughs> back a bit, I wanted to like, like when Abortiside first got started, like Abortiside eventually got to be known for a while for not having a bass player. Right, like yeah. they were the band that didn't have a bass player. Yeah, you didn't need one. You were tuned to freaking low Z. But yeah. before that, the bass player you had was probably more than likely picked up because of who taught him how to play bass. Everybody want everybody loved can crush it in our area, right? Yeah, and fucking Bob, Bob Denser, yep. is that Denser mm-hmm. was like the fucking yeah, bass player Cliff, in the area. Yeah. yeah, and that's where Steve, where I'm getting to. Yeah. Steve would learn yeah. to play bass, and then Steve Shari was the bass player for Borderside originally, correct? right? And and in my and my personal how I felt was that he. Bob was 100% more of a thrash guy, kind of maybe like an old school rock and roll. Well, he wanted to be Cliff Burton. Right. right. Yeah, Whereas yeah, like- Steve, he just wanted to be a better version of Bob Denser in metal. And like, so he would listen to like uh, more of the proggy stuff. So he would listen to like Atheist. Well, he also well, loved, yeah, he loved Atheist right. with Steve DiGiorgio. Yep. He loved um, DRI. Yes. You like mean Sadist, Sadist, Sadist. Sadist. Yeah, because right. uh, Steve DiGiorgio wasn't in Atheist. Right, uh, oh. Roger, Roger, Roger Patterson. Patterson right. was Sorry. in Yeah, yeah was in because Atheist. he loved, because Steve DiGiorgio was the fretless guy. Fretless guy, yeah. yeah. And he loved that dude. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Steve kind of like skirted death metal, right? He, he was pretty does. particular about what right. he listened to. Right. He didn't really dig like fucking the brutal death metal. No, right. no he, he was wanted, more of like the melodic style. Right, yeah, yeah. He wanted... He was like crazy thrash. Yeah. Like really involved, like... Like atheists, like, yeah. They're like insane. And same way with like DRI. That was another one because in DRI they had that great crossover thrash and punk sound. But it was like the, it was the first time that you heard like guys that were following the guitar and then come back and skip back into basically following the drums because it was all over the place. But it was actually kind of you know methodical the way he did it, and he kind of approached a border side in that manner. Mm. You know, he would follow the riffs on the guitars, but then he would also, you know, kind of... He'd like do his little fills in between, right. yeah. Yeah, just, and it was just, yeah. Uh, to me, he was uh, a better version or a better fit for us than what Bob would have been, I think. And then Steve left. Yes, right? yes. And, I mean, I don't recall that he was... Before I started hanging out with you guys, like, Steve's he was already Steve's thing gone. was not death metal. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, as like much he as he wanted to play, that wasn't the feel that he wanted to go Right, with. right. He was always more of, like you said, more of kind of like, mm-hmm. I want to say more of a melodic, It's like a thrash style. punk mix. Like yeah. If you could it, mix those two together and make them DRI. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Basically, yeah. 100% like DRI. Like, if he could sit and play DRI songs all day, he would. that's what he would and love Sacred to Reich. For some reason, he loved Sacred Reich. Well, he was a big thrash guy. Right. Like Overkill, Sacred Reich, yeah. DRI. I mean, he... And he got a lot of that from Bob. You know, Voy- a lot of that stuff. Or not Voy- but Violence. Right. But that's where... Not to bring Caustic in, but that's why Caustic was his little thing because it was more of a. It was like uh, wasn't I was, quite death. I, I was going to say that I didn't know wanted to know how far no, no. we wanted to jump ahead, but anyway, so Steve left. Yeah, and then were you already in a board aside when Steve left? Well, I'm speaking to yes. Juan here in yeah. case anybody. Knows. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so then Steve left, and the board aside decided to go forward. Sands a bass player. 
It sounds weird, but it's actually backwards. We started with no bass player. Right. Steve came along yeah. after we had played some shows. Oh, right. So, yeah, we yeah. were we were like Steve didn't even come into us until probably at least a year, year and a half after in. I would say probably after the the recording. Quarter, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much when he he came in. I thought that was Churd. No, no, no. Churd didn't come to later. Came at the yeah, yeah close yeah. to the end. Right. Yeah. Really, that's where he came in because we were stuck. We had Steve. And then we were like, shit, we don't have a bass player. Yeah, then we were like, now we feel like we're missing a person. Basically, yeah. Well, before, we never had that person. Right. And we had 4Gs coming up. Yep. So yep. we needed a bass player for 4Gs. And Churd came in. Churd came yep. in, yeah. Because he had learned from Mike Fiddler and the guys from uh, Antietam and those guys, and he just learned to fill in bass a lot of times, especially from like what Dave Hawes couldn't do stuff. He would just kind of fill in with those guys Which, or just jam and practice. Churd came from Rot as well. Yeah. And that's yeah. he also right. came for yeah. them too. Yeah. And then he filled in and then there we were again. Yeah. I think fuck somebody knows the history. <laughs> I, my fucking memory is so fucking fuzzy of those yeah, days. Yeah, we started out because we tuned so low. We were yeah, so low. Us, that, yeah. Us four. It was us really. four. That we didn't even need a bass player. Derek's house. Yeah. I mean, I remember those strings were so loose on his on the guitars. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Steve wasn't there very long, right? No, 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 no. he wasn't. All right, no, he kind of, like I said, he came in. But that's what I mean recording. by like Steve. Yeah, Steve came in. I think he wanted a feel of a band, and he was like, "Oh fuck, now I remember." He just wanted to play, and then it was yeah. like, "Ah, oh, this isn't the feel." And yeah, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't long at all. Yeah, like, it was kind of here was, and gone. Like if it was before. like three months, I'd be I'd be shocked. Yeah, it was a little longer than that. But we played a couple shows. I think his last show was that weird show we did. It was like a old firehouse, like on the other side of like Boyertown. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Was, and that was like his last show that we ever that we ever did with him. And yeah. it was a great it was a great show. I mean, I think we you guys were the headliners. Yep. yep. And then we opened up. Um yeah, and then that was like his last kind of Fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah, was that the show yeah. with witchery or witchery? Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, yeah it, was it was like in that crazy place. Was that, it was yeah. packed. Yep, that was yeah. the place. It was like a fire hall, right? Yep, like, exactly not, what it was. Yep, I, I completely forgot about there that. There was no stage. We were playing on the floor. Was it Quaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Quaker. Yeah. 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 It was Quaker Town. Quaker, yeah. I think it was Quaker Town Fire Company. Yes, what it was. Yeah, yeah, like right off three hundred nine. Yeah, there was no stage. We were on the ground. I think we had to put like a rug down for Tom's drums because every time we would like try to hit the drums, they would kept sliding out. I got a fucking story about that. We'll get to later. But then. Sean got yelled at. <laughs> yeah, for, for somebody's shitty playing that night. <laughs> Had nothing to fucking do with me, by the way. He holds well, on to it well, to this day. Before we, we get into that, because I know where the story goes from here, um, how about we do play? Some yeah, well, yeah, why don't we go before ahead Before we play. do that, though, can we like do our... All right, you our, can always say before twice. Yeah, that's what it. the fuck, This is my twice. Let's do our uh, beer review quick, because we, we haven't... Oh, well, all right, well... All right, well, we started with this one. We started off with Workhorse Brewing Company, which we have drank a lot of on this yeah. podcast. Because I go there a lot. Which, at this fucking point, we should be sponsored by. I know. But their Oktoberfest beer, I dug it. I, like, I mean, it's it not very, bad at all. Yeah, it was very malty, it, very good, like a real solid, It tasted solid like a normal fucking piece of turd. It was, and, uh, and this is coming from a brewer, by the way. Right. Like, yeah. this is... Theirs was the most multi, like, Oktoberfest I got this year. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of people miss out on that. They said yeah. that's what kind of what an Oktoberfest is supposed to be, yeah. nice and mm -hmm. rich and malty. Yep. And yep. and it's it's solid, man. It really is. Not it's hoppy like, enough. <laughs> no, not at all. But then again, that's not, you know, unfortunately, that's a lot of what... You know, a lot of people do that. And with, then we did this one. with beers. No, we did. We did that. Oh, we did yeah, that we did that one. one. Did that one. Yeah. And the next one was Double Alien Church. Who was that? 
Uh, tired Hands. Oh, fuck. Tired Hands, yes. That was good. I liked it. I, I've never had a bad beer from Tired Hands. No. I just, I taste so much grapefruit in it that I'm not a big fan of grapefruit. <laughs> oh, see, I love those citrusy, grapefruity fucking... I don't mind it when it's a citrusy, like a good citrusy mix. Oh, like mix. orangey hot. Right, when you get yeah, that, yeah. like, like a lot of times you get, like, hints of, like, lime That's why you're and, still and on that beer. And that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. And then I was like, as soon as I hit this, I was like, Give it to your cousin. He'll kiss it. Yeah, good. he can have it. He can chug it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm mixing this with the next beer that we, we got to review. Well, that's why it's. We'll cleanse your palate. The next one is Big Nose's favorite. This, yes, this, this, this is. This is like BN's fucking hard-on for the year. He yeah. waits for this to come out, and, and it's I, Nosferatu Imperial Red IPA from Great Lakes. And I, like a true vampire, it sucks. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I I search high and low for that goddamn beer. So It sounds I, weird, but it kind of reminds me of Red Dog. Not even close. <laughs> no. no, not even close. It has a little bit of an IPA taste, taste to it. it yeah. yeah. So, it's all right. I love it. I love it's it. It's not bad. I mean, I get it. Every year, it's a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. I think this year's the best, especially it's now right. that it's in cans. So mm. What the fuck does that have to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like, I like can. Put it in the can. I like canned beer better because <laughs> um, you get that little extra like metal Metallic taste, taste yeah. to it. Yeah. So you yeah. like it in the can. Yeah. You like well, it in you the know. can. Say yes. You do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I do. All right. You can tickle my anus. <laughs> well, that's your fucking can, wow. fool. Back to another room. All right. So, this is a Bordeside um, menstrual clots. This mm. was recorded at Unisound. So tasty. And, I, I and we used, still don't remember what year. I use the term recorded loosely. Um, What's raw? It's really raw. Yeah, it is. This and is, it was. It was what? This is like a one track. This live. is cool black metal shit before black metal was cool. This like well, this is what black metal was doing, but we didn't. We didn't know about the black metal stuff at that time. And, but you were doing it before they were. It was around about the same time. It was around the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah, we important. we just weren't burning churches and killing priests. That's no. yeah. well, but not that we didn't want to. No, no we no. just put it in our lyrics. That's it, it was just much more it. lack of motivation than it was any kind of morality thing. Great, we're back on that goddamn list again. This <laughs> one priest were molesting children. And nobody cared. Yeah, all right, yeah. here we go. And Bill aside. <laughs>
was a Bordeside. Oh, that's great. There you go. Recorded live at a Unisound Club. I, I haven't heard that in, oh my God, Well, years. not live live, but I mean, it was a, essentially a live right. recording. We recorded it live. Yeah. I sat in on that too. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I, I think like they would they would tell us to like quiet down, and we were just sitting there like quiet down heads. everyone. The only like, thing I remember about that though is we were all it was the first time like we were all going in there thinking we'd have to play our instruments separate. Jake's like, no, we're gonna do it all together. It's, we just sat there and just played like a live show. It was like you played a live show for yeah. no one. Yeah, here I'm thinking it's like, oh, it's gonna be like you know going in thinking like, why oh, it's gonna be like Iron Maiden and videos. We're gonna be in a little booth and everybody's gonna do their thing. No, no. Yeah, but it no. was great to do. It was the first time I ever recorded. We're like, fucking shit, right? Yeah. We got but an album. When when Rod did ours, we did the same thing. But when I went to a real stu- uh, studio the first time and I had to do it that way, oh, that was after that I hated being in a studio. Oh, I hated it so badly. So, but when you when you tracked it, yeah, it- like everybody played live with the drums, and that's like this is how you record nowadays. Well, not exactly nowadays because everybody can do with Pro Tools and all that. But back in the day, you uh, you basically went in, everybody played to the drums, and you had to get the drums right because you couldn't punch those in. Then after that, everybody went one at a time, did their riffs. If you messed up, oh, stop, we can cut and paste. Now, uh, yeah, nowadays you can do it better with a computer, but yeah, the first time I was in a studio and I did that, I was so, oh, this sucks. But I tell you what, though, we fed off of each other, though. It was a vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it doing it that way, it was a vibe. So you kind of like played off each other. It's like... All right, cool. You know, well, you're I'm, just playing. And yeah, it's it was like basically just a practice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and then then you, I mean, you guys blew up like right after that. For yeah, when I say blew up, but uh, you know, for the Berks County scene, you guys got limos, record deals, hoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you we guys, actually did get a record deal. Remember that? Uh, Regurgitated what? Phlegm was yep. the name of the record company, and they wanted us to sign with them. Yeah, but Relapse called my house for some fucking weird reason, <laughs> and wanted you guys to be on a compilation. Yeah, I remember I, that. When, yeah. They, when they were out Holy in Millersville. Shit. Don't, you, don't you remember that? No. I was at home and my dad's like, hey, phone. Some fucking weird record guy. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I called him like, hey, this is so-and-so from Relapse Records in Millersville. Matt Jacobson. Yeah. And there's like, we want, we got your number for a board aside. I'm like, we're like, we right. suck. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I, worked, I, I worked with them for many a times after I, that. I immediately called Derek and Derek's like, no. I'm like, What? I'm like, well, all right, whatever. So I called the guy back. I'm like, yeah, Derek said no. <laughs> what the fuck is this beer, dude? I just bought this last night. It's uh, Schnitz Creek, the one that was going to have us do a tour and Ugh. interview us. And I don't know whatever happened to that. Did you ever follow up on yeah, it? Yeah, I did. And they just lost contact. I guess they listened well, to Sometimes it. you got to follow up more than once. Well, they, I think they said they listened to a couple shows and then. Oh, yeah, you they, they, like, they knew their beer sucks. I was like, yeah, if their beer tastes like this, then they. It tastes like <laughs> shit. I don't know, I don't know if you want to be associated. This should have just been called stuff. Shit's Creek. Yeah. But I still <laughs> love their stuff. Yeah, I just picked this up last night. What the hell is it? It's a. It's oh, apple cider test. vinegar. Is I was going to say, fuck, this is the second beer we got from them that tasted like that. Really? Like apple cider vinegar? Yeah, remember yeah, one of yeah. the other ones was like that. It sounds weird, but a lot of times when you get like that vinegar taste like that, there's something, bad, in the yeah, yeah. something in yeah, the yeast. Yeah, something in the yeast. Yeah, you know what? I was drinking these on tap last night, and they were a lot better. I'm going to say that now. Yeah, this is This, vinegar. Is, this yeah. one definitely takes it in the can. You get, you yep. get some weird yeah, this fucking was, bacteria. In in the stra- this it's usually a, in the yeast. It's usually where you get it, and that's what's happening. This one is not good compared to. Like the ones I had on draft last okay, night. Now, we are, now we're sick. Well, yeah. now we'll be healthy because it's apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. So anyway, um, uh, after the recording of, of that, like I said, you guys 
you know, became like the kings of Berks County death metal and started. I, to me, it didn't really, we didn't get like after the show at four G's. That, yeah. that was the moment that I loved. Right. And Just that because was I mo- loved it, not because we were great. Right. And that was a moment that we, that pretty much took us to who, yeah, that guys- and that weird, because that guy wrote that article saying that, you know, we helped destroy the place. You yes. Know? <laughs> well, hold on. You guys played the soundtrack to destroying that place. That place. I, I have a so hand up here. There's awesome. a reason right. why. Yeah. So, a uh, little background <laughs> to that. So, this that show was set up by Skip Horn from uh, NVR. NVR. Not the Allentown promoter extraordinaire. Yes. Most awesome fucking video collection ever. It was the oh, first yes. time I ever seen fucking uh, Gigi Allen smearing shit in his mouth. Yep. yep. Was it his house when we mm. went to pick up the tickets? Yep. So anyway, but so a board aside at that point was getting to be a name in the area right. and Skip wanted to, he needed a death metal band to open up this fucking package and the package was like now you think about it and you're like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. But it was Brutal Truth, Incantation, and Pungent pungent Stench doing their little fucking thing. That Pungent Stench wasn't even supposed to be here. They got denied their visa, their work visa. So they came here and they were just on vacation, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote. So they did, what, like five shows, I think? Yep. And that was on the... Such a great show. That was for Ben Caught Buttering. Yep. Yeah, And that album, like, that resonated with us huge. Untouchable. That album to this day is untouchable. Derek probably loved it. Oh, yes. yeah, he did. He was like, I'll never forget, like, like, it was, like when uh, when we were still in school, because we were still in high school at this point, and I remember we, I, would, I went to Ole, so sometimes I would sleep at Derek's house. Dude, he would sleep to that album. I don't even know how you could sleep to that album. I, I, there was no way I could even sleep to it because I'd be awake, one, jamming to it, and two, just because you couldn't fall. But Derek, he would listen to that almost every night. That was another phone call I got at my house about that show. My <laughs> oh, dad's right. like... My dad's like, hey, there's some weird music guy the in the The cops are calling. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I don't know how these fucking people got my phone number, but Well, that did. was easy because if you remember in the very beginning, the reason why we got rid of Tom on drums was because he had Scott Wartzenluft. And oh. Scott Wartzenluft was supposed to be our manager. Yep. And oh. he stole, stole the, that stole money. Stole the fucking money right, from we the money. Because we were yeah. going we to make shirts. We were going to make t-shirts because Juan was going to design them. I think yeah, it was going to be gonna, I'm going to put it in my bank account for you guys. Yep. And we were supposed to. And then he stole that money. Him and basically. And that was like, you know, him and Tom pretty much did whatever with that money. And then that was it. That was, we were like, yeah. Yeah. And we got rid of Tom after that because of that. So if you remember, you kind of became our contact because yep. you and Don were our yeah. roadies and you kind of took over yeah, the managerial Don, position. Don, That's why they had your numbers. Don backed out. Yeah. He mm-hmm. left and it was just me. Mm-hmm. Then Dave kind of came, He kind of you kind of brought Dave in a little bit in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Dave Dave was helpful. He was great because he, he had a Volkswagen. So Station when Tom's wagon, van yeah. broke yeah. down, yeah. Yep. when we were going to Allentown, we had to basically pile everything into everybody's car. Everybody, yeah. the, the, the convoy that you guys had. Yeah. I, re- I remember I was with Stacy. Stacy, yeah. Knuckles. And I had, I had, um, I had, had Tom's snare drum like in my lap and her car <laughs> Wait, vibrated. Wait, Little Tits? Yeah. Knuckles, as we call her, because she had her name on her, Stacy on her knuckles. Yeah, stack on stack. her knuckles. Stack, stack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she, uh, her car vibrated like hell, and the whole way up there, Surprise. <laughs> the whole way up, you know, after you know Tom's van broke down, I'm, like I said, I'm holding this snare drum the whole way there. All you hear is, and they're like, "Will you shut that?" It's like thing a up? vibrator on wheels. Yeah, they're like, "Will you shut that thing up?" I'm like, I don't know. so I'm literally holding the snares like, like, like a. a 
like a clamping with my hands for like almost an hour. So this thing was that the four G show. Yeah, that I'll never I'll never forget that four G show was fucking ripping off the light bar like the fucking yeah. lights. Yeah, when I, yeah. I jumped off the, the stage and, and the the, yep. the the cable for the lights got hooked onto my foot and I went I jumped and next thing you know I just felt something going with me it was heavy and I'm like what the hell and I looked back and I, re- I think it was you that was laughing because here comes the lights with my leg I was up on stage getting fucking yelled at yeah because <laughs> because somebody's fucking didn't know how to set their bass drums up and every time he'd fucking hit them they'd walk out, walk and, out. and he's like can you fucking hold my bass drum I'm like dude I'm not a fucking leg like what the fuck is your problem like dude my saddest moment of that show was that we lost our banner. Yeah. I know. I really? Hand, yeah. yeah. Is that where it was? I hand-painted that banner, and it was too big. Yep. And we couldn't put it up. Yep. But somehow it stayed there. Yep. I was like, oh. And I, I as weird as it sounds, I am 100% sure that uh, the dudes from Incant- Incantation took that because that dude loved your design. That dead baby, he was so about it. And them guys yeah. were so cool with it. Dude, us. that's not hard to figure out because John McEntee's on Facebook and he answers everything. We should email him <laughs> about it. ask him about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, John, message him. Because I, oh, yeah. yeah. okay, I love that it. banner, dude. Yeah. I miss that banner. It was such a cool... Uh, like, uh, and that it was weird, but like we kind of did shit nobody did. Like We would talk about dead babies... You know, as the song Menstrual Clots, we God's just, a skinhead. Yeah. This dude, song's I, God's a skinhead. Yeah. Do you know how many times I had to answer to skinheads after yeah, shows? Yeah, remember for that, that show? Shit? And they'd yeah. really be like, what the fuck? You're like, no, 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 it's all good. I remember at Scarlet's when they started walking towards the yep. stage, you're like, no, 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 this is a pro song. Yep. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, of it, course, they bought it. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was <laughs> completely not even about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first song I actually learned. It was, yeah. It, we, like I said, we just were out of the box. And because of that, it just kind of clicked with a lot of people. It was very punch and stenchy. It was very off the fucking off the prescribed, you know, mm-hmm. death metal is this. And, and it's supposed to say this or do this. And it was. And the other thing about it is, we weren't like, like if you look at a lot of those guys, them dudes were like serious. Like they always wanted to be like, it's, we were fun. We yeah. just wanted to have you fun. You guys were the scatterbrain of death metal. Yeah. Pretty much so, yeah. I mean, we were just having fun and hope that it just kind of like brought everybody in. It's kind of what we were trying to do because yeah. we we just like the music ourselves. So we were like, well, shit, you know, and maybe other people like it. And, and it was like we started getting those caravans up to fucking Scarlet's. We'd mm-hmm. all meet out at fucking Record Revolution. Record Revolution, yeah, in the parking lot. Fucking... Yep. It was yep. such a good time. It was a good time to meet people, hang out. Yeah, because it, it was crazy. That's where the mall came in. Because you could yeah. go to the mall, we'd hang out, fly, pass out flyers for Battle of the Bands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, those same weird kids that you'd see at the arcades or walking up and down to the malls, they were the ones that would come into Unisound or be part of our caravan. And that crazy Danzig-looking guy that used to hang out at the mall. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> old Big John. Who ended up playing bass in John's oh, band. Oh, Danzig. <laughs> well, before we get to John's band, <laughs> you were going down the path, and I want to hear this because you said Tom left. This was the happiest day of a young 19-year-old teenager, or 18-year-old, I think I was, and I get this phone call, and it's Derek going, hey, we want to jam tonight. And I'm like, okay, and everybody hung at my house, and I was like, all right, uh, what do you mean you want to jam? Don't tell nobody. Juan's coming over now. What? What the fuck are you talking about? Don't tell anybody. I'm like, all right, whatever. Juan shows up. Mike shows up. Derek shows up a little bit later but there's no Tom. And I'm like, well, what do you guys, 
want to do. And they're like, trash your house. Well, before that, they go, they go, four G's. They go, what, what a border side songs do you know? And I'm like, every single one of them. And they're like, all right, let's sit down and play this. Well, we run through the whole entire uh, demo that they recorded. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And all of a sudden they go, you're in. They go, yeah, literally they go, don't tell nobody you're in. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> it was like the, like the most secret service thing. But now I'm part of a border side. And I'm like, shit, how do I explain this to my cousin who we, I kind of left this out, who taught me how to play drums, who, you know, my whole career came from I, this I, guy. I don't recall. I know what the seeds were of that, but what, what actually was the final straw? What ended up being, did he leave on his own or did you? No, we, the money aspect was with Scott. When he hired yeah. Scott, there were and a he bunch of like money. things that kind of came in right. and all it was just pointed the, to that. And we were like, you know, it just didn't work out. It kind of right. fomented for a and while, the right? The fact like, where the other thing that we had a, we kind of had fun with, you know, and, you know, Tom is a good dude, still is a good dude to this day. But the part that cracked me up was the fact that, like, he would come up with these crazy ideas, but only for himself. Like, yeah. he wanted to like do this drum. Right. And then remember the blood? He wanted just like this, it raining blood, but just only on him from behind the drums. Yeah. During the, and we were just kind of looking at each other. We're like, uh. The maggot he, packs were the best. He had those fucking <laughs> dead dogs over behind the carpet. Oh, yeah. He was fucking growing maggots on. Uh, yeah, so he's like, every time I hit the bass drum, maggots will shoot, shoot out, out to the yeah. crowd. Now, and I don't want to pick on Tom. I don't know if he listens to the, to the show or anything, but. No, he I, doesn't really have anything to do with metal at all. Okay. I, I guess but, we, but if he does, this isn't a. I just want to. No, it's not a critique. Was, it's just, I want to know how that was going to work because he was such. I mean, when he would hit his bass drums, it was just maggots don't weigh much, right? Right. But if if you want them to explode out of your out of the front of the bass drum, you're going to have to put some air behind that. Well, they they fly pretty easy. They're light. But, but in the meantime, when you're just tapping, I mean, their baby not, flies in the first place. You're not you're not going to get them. And I remember you guys telling this story and. And I was like, "How is he going to do that? Because he does not hit the." This fucking is all brand drums. new. Yeah, but, we, yeah. He he would just come up with some crazy stuff. I mean, it was cool ideas. stuff. Like I'm not saying it wasn't cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that would have been cool, original. But, but, but all of a sudden, he turned into Tommy Lee from Motley Crue and wanted basically this upside down with maggots, with maggots yeah. and blood. And yeah, yeah because at we the end just, of the day, bands nowadays are what spit fucking goat blood out to people. I mean, you, you know guys that? just didn't have the budget for that. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. We, we, no everything we did Scott was low it. budget. I was going to say, it was stolen anyway. But in the meantime, no, no, we were all high school kids who, you know, worked at, you know, little... Dairy I worked Land. at Burger King. Yeah, you worked Land. at Burger King? Yeah, we walked across the street at, at Dairyland. Uh, that's where we found that Allen dude and pretty much left him in Allentown. Yeah. He was just a weird dude. It's like, your name is part of this town. Yeah. He was this huge death metal guy and you know, we worked with him and then he was like, yeah, I'm going to this show and he never drove. So like we took him to Allentown and, and left all him there. Show, yeah, because it, basically the real Allen came out. This dude got like, he drank all this alcohol. Yeah, didn't we get like halfway back and we're like, where's Allen? Allen? Yeah, he just disappeared. It's like, oh, I, I don't know. We left him in Allentown. Yeah. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah, we we showed up. We ended up like had to go to work on Monday. We'd go to work with this guy on Monday. We were like, "Dude, what happened?" And he was like, oh, "I kind of blacked out, and some girl took me home." And we were like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, no, she was from Reading, and and you know, she just uh, kind of brought me down and and just kind of left me on Fifth Street." <laughs> And we what were like, what? Yeah, he was like, it's okay. I was used to walking anyway. But yeah, I was just like, wow, dude. Yeah, he just just disappeared. Don't know dude, what happened. Even in yeah. a blacked out state, that motherfucker made it back. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. 
Like a fucking rat. Yeah. It's amazing. Found a ship. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it was amazing how he did it to this day. But yeah, no, I mean, it, like, it was different. You know what I mean? It was just different back then. You know, it was a different way of doing things and it was a cool way of doing things. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Like we had our own fucking thing and it was ours and we had fun with right. it. Right. Right. I, 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 I had joked around about it and I shouldn't say joked, but I, I, I put some thought into it a couple maybe like five, six years ago, and you were ready to help me out with this. I was actually thinking about doing a Berks County metal documentary of like where each one of the bands came from and everything like that. But it started getting to the point where once you, once you start putting it down on paper and you go, wow, it started with these three bands and then you start making the family tree of it. It, this was going to cost a lot of goddamn money that I didn't have to do. So, no, I mean, the whole thing was cool. Like, even just death metal in general was cool. I can remember going with Wayne yeah. and fucking Donovan. We went up to Easton to see Ripping Corpse play at some little fucking shithole club that didn't pay their fucking bill, so they couldn't have heating on. They had to go oh, buy geez. electric heaters because they didn't pay the fucking gas to have the heating on. And hanging out, like, everybody, like, at that time, death metal was so new. Everybody, like, if you were a death metal fan, you were family. Like, yeah. everybody, they oh, were, yeah. those fucking dudes, I can remember fucking Sean Kelly from Ripping Corpse coming out and hanging out and fucking mm -hmm. just, with me and Wayne and just fucking talking for hours and fucking, I, oh, and, okay. and it was just, like, that was just, that's just one example right. of many. Like, that, that show that Abortacide played with Incantation and Brutal Truth. Like, I remember fucking John, you know, McEntee coming out going, Man, you guys are fucking insane! Like, what yeah. the fuck? And I, I, I'll never forget looking out while holding Tom's bass drum <laughs> and fucking seeing Danny Lilker fucking standing out yeah. above the crowd. Like, yep. which that was just one of hundreds of times that we've seen Danny Lilker yeah. at shows. I mean, you know, just fucking standing there. Like, I remember going to see Deicide the first time they played in New York. Yep. And there's fucking Danny Lilker hanging out. You know, yep. just but like it was just fucking cool, man. Like yeah. everybody was family, and then. You know. I tell you what, he said one of the coolest things about us, and it's to this day it still resonates. He's like, you guys are pretty intense, man. You guys are all right. And I was really? just like, yeah, I was blown away by it because we all hung out in the parking lot afterwards. Yeah, yeah. with the bug, with the bug, yeah, yeah, the, the fucking Drake Manus on the fucking <laughs> yeah. wall. Yeah, we still think Punch and Stench brought it with him, but yeah, that, I don't know. That thing was gnarly, man. Yeah, and it, was, it was like eight feet long. Yeah, and then the dudes from Incantation were getting high, and then they were trying to blow like the smoke <laughs> on the bug to get it high. Yeah, it, it was just a great time in yeah. that little like alleyway. Next and fucking club. and Rob kicking the fucking yeah, door the, in the apartment next door. The guy like the guy said to my friend Rob, he asked him for money, and Rob's like, "Oh fuck yourself," and he like shoved him, and Rob was like, "Motherfucker!" and he ran into the apartment like literally next to the to the, there was a bar attached to the club, right? <laughs> and he opened the door and he slammed the door shut and he locked it, and Rob went, "You son of a bitch!" and kicked the door open, and he seen him run up the steps, and that's where Rob kind of like came to and went oh shit maybe i shouldn't go any further than this now it was a good time those were fun times man. i loved brutal truth at that moment in time yeah yeah and them and suffocation at that time were right around the same times and oddly enough because of this podcast we got to meet fucking rich hoke the yep. second brutal truth drummer and hang out with him at his fucking house mm -hmm. and oh i know how cool is that because and like if so you great. think about that like bands like Slayer, Metallica, there's no way you can go to Tom Rye's house and be like, hey, you know, come on up to my house and hang right. out. You're not going to do anything. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, at this fucking point, they started putting out shitty records. Yeah. So. Like, I don't want anybody associated with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be seen with them. <laughs> uh, but, I, I'd still hang out with them. <laughs> I would. 
Uh, I think I'd hang out with Carrie King more than I would Tom. Tom's like too laid back. Actually, I'd probably hang out with Dave Lombardo more than anybody. Yeah, just because he probably has the best stories yeah. of yeah. what really goes on. And played with better bands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to hang out with Tom or I? No, I don't think so. He's I gotten would. weird in his older I, age. I don't think he's... I mean, look, I fucking love Slayer to a point. Kind of like Metallica. I love Metallica to a point. point. But I still love Metallica. <sighs> We've had this discussion yeah, so we, many we get, fucking times. Yeah, we get into times. this so many times. But uh, I loved Metallica. But, but that scene was so fucking special then. And then it just kind of, like everything else, kind of blew up. You know, it got bigger. Right. And, yeah. And, and th- it was just something that guys at our age were striving for. Like I said, we were looking for the next big thing. Like, you know, in the midst of all MTV and these bands being played and, you know, you wanted something heavier, something meaner, just gnarly. But you didn't want... I mean, it was kind of like the punk of our era. Like, we didn't want what everything else... Nope. As, as soon as, like... And I don't know about you guys, but as soon as the Black Album came out is where I kind of fucking drew the line. And that was... That was, for, that was the dividing point For me, point I was like, a lot all of right. People. Yeah, yeah. when I went to see Metallica on that tour, and I seen grandparents with their fucking kid, their grandkids there, I was like, yeah. I don't know. Like, this might be... And it wasn't that the music was bad. It was... I don't know. There's just it was the first time that one of our bands sold. went to the other side. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say I don't want to say sold out. I want to say where, where you went. It, they went. You, you know, I the first time I see Metallica was on Justice, and my dad took me because hey, I wasn't old enough to drive or anything like that. I was supposed to see that at Stabler. I seen it at the Spectrum with Queensrÿche, and uh, the thing was, and this is where I knew my band was going was because we came home from that show and my dad was like, I love this Metallica band. <laughs> and as soon as my dad said that, I went, wait a minute, it's not dangerous anymore. No. It's... it's nope. It's, and and yeah. up until when my dad died, whenever you would talk, he would talk about concerts that he went to, his two favorite shows he went to see with me was Ozzy on No Rest for the Wicked and Metallica on Justice. Well, I mean, and now... Like, without going too far down this rabbit hole, because we got a long way to go in this fucking journey. Yeah. Though, is is there is no dangerous anymore? No, I no. mean sat- satanic has become accepted, right? You know, death and violence have become accepted, right? I mean, what the fuck else is there? Yeah, yeah, because the stuff that we would sing about and and basically do was stuff that nobody wanted to even like bring into like anything. They didn't want nothing to do with it. They were just right. like we were fucking crazy kids. No, like, look at the, the way they looked at us in the fuck, like you said, at the mall. Yeah. Walking down the fucking mall, we were looked at like mm-hmm. trash. I know really. the craziest thing now is what, Cardi B? Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, oh, you want to talk about was, vaginas? Dude, like, oh. you want to be fucking crazy and over the edge? Fucking make a Christian rock band. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy and over mm-hmm. the fucking edge now. Yeah, you know what? Make a Christian rock band. That sounds something that's political. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there yeah. Pick a side. Somebody's going to have a problem with you. Oh, by yeah. the way, this yeah. beer sucks. <laughs> you hate every fucking beer. It's fucking bitter and like has no flavor. What are, oh, oh, like, is this a West Coast IPA? Um, I don't know what the fuck because it is. Because I like it. It's, yeah, a, this ain't bad. it's a Shaler uh, experiment today. Oh, my God. Shaler. Yeah. Okay. I went there the, a couple, two weeks ago to just go get lunch. Oh, yeah. It's so they wonderful. A, they had a red IPA, and I was like, all right, let me mm. try it. And. I well, loved it. So and, communist IPA or yeah. just red? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was just a red IPA, and I was like, "All right, let me it get has a no pack. flavor, dude. Like none." But three of us like it. You don't. 
<laughs> I mean, he's got. I, I, don't I really, really don't like beer. I, yeah. I don't know that Mike ever said he liked it. No, he I, did. I said it's, he it's did. not bad. I said it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Doesn't mean yeah. he likes it. That's all you're getting, John. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can smell. It's got a good hop profile. Um, it's not it, over. But it's not it's hoppy. Not hoppy. Right. It's not overly hoppy. Yeah, you don't have that. You don't. It have has that. like a watered down taste, I guess. Well, it's a red. Oh, like Sam it. Adams. Everything that comes out of fucking Sam Adams, minus their regular lager, I hate to is a watered lager. down version of the beer it's supposed to be. Yep. I love their October. I've fest. always said their porters, everything. They're all yeah. watered down versions of what they're supposed but they're, to be. I, I will say they always they do put out a good Oktoberfest. So this year. is a Sam Adams. Yeah, no, this is the two sh- things that they do not Shaler. change anything on are the lager and the Oktoberfest. Yep. Those are and those are the two best beers they, right, have. they have. Exactly. And if they would, uh, I'll never forget. Like Ed Ed Stout, that dude was like borderline a lunatic. I'll never forget him yelling at like we'd be on a tour. Like the people come in for a tour, he's giving he, and he's yelling at them like, "Why would you drink beer that tastes like water?" It's water. Why would and he like yell at these people to the point where it'd get uncomfortable during the tour? And, and that just was kind back of, before anyone really knew anything exactly. other than fucking Miller Lite. Exactly. And then now all of a sudden it just kind of exploded because nobody's everybody's tired of drinking water. They don't yeah. want just watered beer. Mm-hmm. Speaking no. of Sam Adams, I just got a Sam Adams Utopia. <gasps> Did you get one? Yeah, it's coming to me this week. Oh, I, I knew like that's enough. And again, a different ball game altogether. Yeah, that's twenty five percent. Yeah. That's, I can't even wait. To open you know, and a lot of people don't realize they're the ones that started that high ABV for alcohol. Yeah. Remember those goofy little blue bottles that they used to sell for hundred bucks a case? I cannot think of what it was called. Uh, uh, maybe Sam Adams Triple. Maybe I'm not sure. Exactly it came out like once a year. At the yeah, time. and yeah. it used to come out once a year. And back then, it was like ten percent. People were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this beer." Yeah, it was. I can't remember what it's called. I have to look it up. But it was like a it used to come in a little blue bottle. That's fucking crazy. We we could do a whole other podcast just on like, beer because you were in involved in that before it was. Yeah, before it was. It was. It was fucking, cool. Yeah, sounds like a new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a separate show. Yeah, I, it's, it's yeah. We we've been really wanting to do just a beer right, show, right. and we've never found the right people to do it like, I, I, I might be able to bring that I Utopia. might be able to uh, citizen, I think we'll have to do that citizen with uh, the guys from uh, Willow Creek um, going back to many episodes ago we all know I race RC cars <sighs> they're uh, willing to sponsor my car now Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I'm like really good friends with. You the must brewer. be proud of yourself. I am. I get free beer if I win. <laughs> Yay! So. You'll never get free beer, I guess. If I can match bot racing cars, gonna get. No, sponsored. I really hope that you you win for yes. us. Yeah, and yes. we're rooting for you this year. Uh, okay, and obviously you're sponsored by us. So yeah, yeah. No, no, he's three Floyd's this year. No, 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 no. I'm using last year's car yet, and uh, as a. Uh, Do you have a MBBS? Yeah, I have a sticker of that on there. I have death threads on it. Uh. There is a lot of three Floyds on it. Mm. Shout out to Floyd. <laughs> All right. Baby. But anyway, let's get back to the story yeah. at hand here. So moving <laughs> along, I think we can kind of, this last chapter of Abortaside, I think can be condensed pretty quick yeah. and then just kind of move on to, I would like to talk about rot. Okay. Everybody in Abortaside kind of left. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, we can just go. It, it, it really can... just kind of did that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I don't remember. I remember Joe Carr coming in. Yeah, Joe came and in. I left. Wan, I moved to Virginia, so Wan, I don't Wan know what happened left. after that. Juan had left, and Joe came in, and then right after that, you left, and it was just me and Derek, and we got Anthony Susky and um, and Joe, and we recorded a demo. Well, Joe was there before that because I was around when right. Joe showed up. Like, we recorded a demo. It was very suffocation esque, um, and then after that, it just you know. I, I hate to turn it to this way, but Derek got sick, and 
pretty much band folded up. So And then the new influences came. Yeah, yeah. Hate. Yeah. Hate was a huge influence at Virginia's. See, so and, once and that, they started coming in, it kind of changed the perspective of a lot. Right. Shout out to Ray. And and we'll I guess we'll kind of come around to that with the caustic when we mm-hmm. get to caustic. That's that okay. same, yeah, that's that same. That's a yeah, timeline. That's basically kinda, how it rolled into. Yeah. yeah. yeah but we kind of got to step back a little bit okay. and include it. But rot. What about rot? You generally will have the history of rot. So why don't you go ahead and just give the history of rot? We don't have any music to play from rot. It's kind of rare. Yeah. Luckily, I, luckily enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rot, <laughs> oh my God. rot basically after Mike left, um, I was walking home from school with uh, this guy, Matt, that I met through the drummer of Fatal Aggression. Matt who? Matt McCullough. Mm. And uh, we were, we became really good friends. Mike had left, and I said, hey, I kind of need a singer for my band. And Matt goes, I'll try it. And Matt has never sung before in his life. And Matt's cool as fuck. Like, just yeah. shout out to Matt. Yeah, shout like out to Matt. Matt. yeah he's a good dude. He is. So we, we basically... Um, how do I explain this? Uh, Matt, Matt comes on board, and I was going out with this girl, and uh, the toilet paper girl. No, 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 no. Before her, I'm glad you asked that. I was going to ask that. <laughs> but uh, we had broken up, and I hear a, a friend of mine invited me to. And now I was out of school. No, I was still in high school at this point. Um, I think it was a senior. This girl invited me to the uh, Antietam High School dance, and basically those those dances there, you could you know. Anybody can invite anybody, and hear him down there, and I'm talking to this this dude, and he says about his ex girlfriend, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know this this girl that he's talking about. I just I was just having sex with her last week. I'm like, wait a minute, and I, I asked him what his name was, and he said, oh, my name's Chris, and I'm like, oh shit, it's this dude, and he he looked unstable, and. You know, I, I kind of told him who I was and everything like that. He's like, you! And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. He goes, I think we need to go outside and talk. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get my ass kicked. So we go outside and we, you know, sparked up a ball and came back in. And next thing you know, we're shooting shit, making fun of everybody there. You know, he was, those inside jokes that he had, like the sit man on fire hydrant. Hydrant, yeah. And, and I'm, we're just laughing up a storm. I said, dude, you want to be in my band? Yeah. <laughs> that's all it was. Like, all right, come to practice on Tuesday. And um, from there, that's where Rot kind of came from. Who Who is this Chris? Chris Widener. Or Widler. I have a friend that's named Chris Widener. Widler. And um, we we were really good friends. And um, as Mike said, he started going out with his sister. I wasn't very a big fan of that. Oh, this is a guy that dated your sister. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that because of the fact that this is my cousin, you know, same same situation as you. You didn't want to be in a band with the guy that's with your sister. So at this point, you're like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Yeah, he left, and yeah, because not not John, especially because he was in he was really into Fugazi, and I'm just like, "Yeah, like, fuck yeah, you." No. Yeah, <laughs> he he loved his death metal, but man, he was into some weird shit. Yeah, he was a special dude. Yeah, he really was. And then, so uh, Mike leaves. What happens at this point? We got Matt. Matt came in, and we like I said, we picked up Chris and. um Churd was with us for quite a while and uh, just out of nowhere Churd left joined you guys and but we uh, we 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 condensed it down Rob ended up playing bass and uh, like I said we recorded a demo right after that you guys had asked me to play and it was just like 
Chris and Rob were fighting. Matt and me were not getting along too well. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go join a border. It was because of Matt reading maps, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, it was his fucking map reading ability. That fucking. You know, we, we I just talked to him uh, the, earlier this week. <laughs> he was bad. I, I just yeah, talked to him earlier this about week. It. And I brought that up. And he's like, I didn't do such a thing. I'm like, a- yes, Every you fucking did. time we talk about this, he insists he didn't. Yeah. But. Being that I was sitting in the front seat driving. All right, little backstory. So we all decided. I think we, we have talked th- about this, this a couple times. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll condense it. The DSI talked about in the East Coast Rocker, which was a big magazine for the East Coast, how they couldn't wait to play New York. It was going to be a great show, blah, blah, blah. This was their first tour for Legion. It was their first world tour, actually. Yeah, and, and Cancer and Demolition Hammer? Or Vader and Dismember? No, 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 no. It was Cancer and Demolition Hammer. Okay. And... Uh, they were they so we read this in the East Coast Rock and we're like we're fucking gonna be there at Lemoore at this fucking show. So it was me, you, Derek, Wayne, and Matt. And Matt. Yeah. And I drove. In your little Mustang. Yeah. And Matt was gonna fucking be the navigator. <laughs> Suffice I to say Matt never fucking told me he needed glasses. And he's reading this fucking map without his glasses. And we come up to this dead end street and he's like, No, the street goes straight through. I'm like Matt, it's a fucking dead end. And he's like, no, it goes straight through. I'm like, straight through fucking where? Like, to fucking another dimension? Like, do I have to back up and hit 88 miles an hour? And he's like, oh, no, wait, let me get my glasses. He's like, oh, no, this is wrong. The map's upside down. Like, you motherfucker. Oh, shit. Like, uh, so do you remember we ended up following Cancer's bus to fucking Lemoore? We pull up next to this bus and we're like, are you a tour bus? And the guy's like, yeah, Cancer. And he's like, follow us. That's how we got to fucking Lemoore. See, I can't say nothing because remember we went to New York and we got out of the car and the cop's like, you need to get back in your car. Oh, is that for the hangman's ball? Yep. He told us, he's like, get back in your car and follow me. And we get out and the cop told him, he's like, like, even I don't get out of my car in that neighborhood. He's like, you guys are lost. He's like, I know where you guys want to go. Yeah. That that happened to us when we went to Studio One that time too. Oh my that, God, was, that, that was that was a fucking. We were in like Beirut. Yeah, we were in Newark, lo- Yeah, we were in the shit pole of Newark, isn't, New Jersey. Isn't that where you bought the dude a Happy Meal to I mean, watch yeah, the car? That's, that's the one. I mm. love when we used to go to the New York shows. Absolutely, every fucking time was my favorite. Yes, it was and always then the, the hookers at the end of the night <laughs> driving home. We'd stop at the stoplight and a hooker would come by. Yeah, what's up, baby? We're like, uh, <laughs> windows up. <laughs> we're going home. It's like the fucking Griswolds. Lock them up. <laughs> Now, I was not there, but yeah, that is, New York was a show that Rich, yep. when Derek got his nose broke and lost a shoe. Yeah. So Suff- to, during suffocation? Yeah, he had to drive home with no, no shoe And they on. were like, we're going back in the pit to find the shoe. We came back out, we're like, we're going to find <laughs> it. Only Derek. <laughs> Only yeah. fucking Derek. Broken nose, broken no nose shoe. shoe. We're like, where's fucking Derek? He's in the corner like, oh. Dude, that fucking place was bad juju. Because remember when we went to see Napalm Death and Carcass there and I passed out during yeah. Napalm and they had to fucking drag me back. Drag you back, yep. yes. Dude, I, I, love, I, I the, love the New York shows, though. Uh, was like SOD, they were always the I was like, SOD was another one. That yep. was another. Oh, that shit, Billy yeah, Milano I, landing on my fucking back. Yep. Oh, my God. In the beginning of the Live at Budokan, he jumps when off he the jumps time. off the amps. Yeah. I'm standing there. I hear this voice, and I'm like looking around like, where the fuck? And all of a sudden, I'm like, ah! And there's Billy Milano, like, his... That's 300 pounds of shit you don't want one, to fucking 300 hit, pounds coming off of a PA stack. And yeah. those are big-ass fucking uh, yep. PA stacks, and man. I, I just remember being in the middle of that, and just all of a sudden, I'm on the floor, because... 
it, 300 pounds just came yeah. flying off of, you know, 10 it, feet. It did look like a Hiroshima bomb. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> It was a Hiroshima bomb. We're, we're lost again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Rot. So yeah, um, like I said, we did a demo and um, we were, we just were like, like a border side where we just were happy to be doing what we were doing. Um, we got the demo out and like I said, everybody started arguing with each other and I just really didn't want to deal with the drama. And, and now, it just dissolved. Right, right. right. Yeah. I, I never... In all the years of me in a band, I never got mad at anybody leaving. I got mad when you internally fought. And I never I never fired anybody out of you know malicious cuz I was mad at you for something you did wrong. I I would fire I would fire people or ask people to leave because of not doing your job. And this was the only time that I just went, "Look, I'm not dealing with this drama." And these guys asked me to play, and I was just like, "Look, I'm gonna go join a border side. You know, do what you want." And it just dissolved. Correct? Yeah, yeah. And and I, I got I got the blessing from everybody. Everybody was like, "You know, they're 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 hot right now. Go do it." And you know, the one thing I did like about Rot though was you guys were one of the first like true grindcore. Yeah. It was you were more grindcore than anything else. Yeah, we we were the so, first ones to try the grind. Right, like we always had it in like parts in the songs and, and shit like that. But most of your songs were were noise yeah they yeah, were, they were noise and yeah. they were, but, well, yeah. but that's that's the the grind court feel right right but not in a negative way right, right. it was like wow. we yeah. were we were i didn't learn about repulsion the band until well after you know aborted after i was in a border side and everything like that and when i listened to repulsion i sit there and go we were on that same you know we were doing that same thing yeah but a lot of that grind that you guys were doing came more from uh what was his name from yeah, suffocation Dave, mike smith mike, mike smith, smith yeah, yeah absolutely that's where that i would say that came yeah. from because everybody we were all big suffocation huge fans. fans yeah yeah because yeah, that's when that next level started coming in you had like uh brutal truth suffocation um baphomet yeah, we were just, like what the fuck right. is this that, that was Soon after that is when everything started to kind of diverge into different paths. Like grindcore went its own fucking right. way. Like it, it was you know, like a tree. You, you know, I mean, it, it, we all was, stemmed out. It was all one big Branched fucking out. root at one time. Like carcass, napalm, death. You know, bath and that's when it. carcass was like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because right. like carcass, the newer carcass yes. was like so much more like oh. Yeah, this was more like symphony of sin, sickness yeah, style right. carcass, where it yeah. was just like yeah, thirty you know. songs per and, album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then eventually, it all just kind of diverged. Like brutal truth was really one of those first big grindcore right, only right. bands. Like they weren't, but at that time everything was lumped together. Right. But realistically, like brutal truth was one, extreme conditions. Brutal was, truth. They were was, like the first grindcore. Them and Terrorizer were the first, I believe. And Repulsion were the first grind carcass. Band. Carcass, too. Yeah. Was, carcass to a lesser still, extent. Yeah, early, was early Carcass. Yeah, early so carcass Napalm was, Death was the same and way. And early Napalm. Yeah. Scum. Yeah, that Scum album. I mean, they had like... 30 songs so, per yeah. album. And one song mean, was like half a second or yeah. half I mean, seconds Napalm long. was never anything but grind right. for, but... This Everything is, got lumped into right. death metal. It was just called there, death metal. Right. But that soon, at one point, right around the time Brutal Truth came out is when it all started... It started to go its own separate right. ways and got name, new names and, and and the thing with with Berks County, uh, you know, our death metal scene to what, where you're going with that is there was a second wave that came at this point. Um, as as I said, a border side kind of folded up as well because and that second wave all evolved out of the first wave, right? Or, and that's where my, as Mike was saying, hate came, caustic. Uh, I started divination, or at that time it was godless. 
Um, I'm trying to think of who else was uh, was around at that time. And there was a lot of new players in that second yeah, wave that there was, weren't involved in mm-hmm. the first wave that were, there were influenced, bro- obviously. Or we're all hangers on, like yeah. friends yeah. of the first wave. You know, hangers like, on, uh, friends, little brothers, like John Galisi. Yeah. He was for. I'm just thinking of he was one they of the ones dancing. that. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was. He was like he was enamored with Danzig, but to the point there where Danzig only took him so far. And if he wanted to play like music, he had to get on like the death metal, and he had to kind of get in. He was part of that holy crew. He was part of that aborticide old crew. Well, what happened with how he got into a band was um, Godless started off with uh, Joe Carr from you know Borderside, and he was also in a band called The Haunted. Me, Matt, um, Matt from Rot, and uh, Mark Morton, and basically what happened was Joe quit because we had this girl manager I can't remember her name and me and her used to butt heads all the time and Joe was just like look I don't want no part of this and she was from Pottstown I'm from Reading well people are calling me for shows in Reading instead of calling her and I'm like well at that time think about this long distance was Pottstown and uh, they would get she would get mad because they're not calling her I'm like well why would they get long distance charges to call you when they can just call me and I'm right down the street so um, next thing you know Mark and this chick kind of had a thing going on Mm -hmm. and it didn't end well and Mark was like look I quit and I'm like well I'm firing her anyway so what did Mark play bass alright and Mark you know came and got his stuff and he was like oh you guys are gonna go nowhere without me and her blah 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 we'll see about that does Mark listen to the podcast don't know. All right, just think about that. But in the meantime, no, it, this is like completely way water under the bridge now. It's, it's what's happening. I was like, yeah, right. you guys have reconciled. Time. Since yeah, oh then. my god, yeah. we yeah, hang yeah. out all the time. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, you know, I was I was bitter. And I called John up. I'm like, yo, you want to play in my band? And he's like, yeah. I said, come on down, check it out. Did John play bass before that? He was, yeah, he played bass, but he was just this like, before Churd or after Churd. This is after Churd. This is godless divination yeah this is when churd kind of was with us yeah yeah so um this is that second wave like when you went to caustic and then um john showed up and i i was just bringing him down just to check the things you know check out the band are you gonna like it no he brought his gear down and he's like all right all afternoon i've been working on your stuff so i got a couple songs in and i was like shit and he was he was a really good guy to be in a band with yeah, John's a, I never had a problem yeah. with John. And you know, the thing, it's it's crazy when you think about it, because he was part of those caravans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? Him and just, Tom. Yeah, him and Tom yeah. were part of these caravans. Actually, and- Tom was the one that came up with the name Divination, because I didn't like the name Godless, and we had a list of like 200 names, and just out of nowhere, we were practicing at their at their parents' house at the time, up there in uh, Ole, or Fle- is that Fleetwood or Ole? It's Ole. Okay. Uh, no, not Charmingdale, the... Yeah, it's only still it's still uh, considered only. Uh, yeah, it's still, technically considered Price Town as well. Yeah, they're okay. white on the line, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were practicing in their their parents' basement, and uh, Tom just comes in one day and he's like, "Hey, what about this divination?" I'm like, what? I'm like, that's a cool fucking name. And I'm like, I like it better than Godless, and right there it was. That's how we got aboard side. We just thought it sounded cool, and we didn't really look, feel like looking for names. <laughs> and it was A, so we were like, "Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that'll work." <laughs> Nope. And then that ended up being what when a when a fetus commits suicide in in the womb. Womb, yeah, it's exactly what it is. We're like, yeah, yeah. die. <laughs> Death of the fetus in the womb, yeah. But uh, like I said, at that wave, um, 
Gosta came about, hate came about. Um, fuck, there, like I said earlier, there's another band that was just, I can't remember who the fuck it was. But yeah, we we now in the in the story of things at this point, Unisounded had closed up for a couple of years now. Now, yeah, what year did they finally shut doors? Ninety ninety three ish, and they moved to Pottstown on Arm and Hammer Boulevard for like a summer brief period. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. yeah. And he brought the cage with, you know, the two way cage. <laughs> In this some big ballroom, like I, right, I guarantee you that cage is in his front fucking living room, like right at the front door. <laughs> but uh, right, I think it's you, in his uh, stereo shop, actually. Oh, all <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. When you when you go down four twenty two and you get on the Arm and Hammer Boulevard exit, and you come up to the top and you go to the left, it was a, some ballroom right there in the corner. Hmm. And uh, like I said, that lasted about a summer, and then the new the new wave, the second wave of of the. Berks County music, death metal, harder edge stuff became Virginia's Hollywood Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, because every time you go in there, you'd hear the same soundtrack. Then that machine head burn your eyes. Yeah, Yo, you know what? Every time you walk in there. I have did, the disc from the from the uh, the jukebox, and serious? I still can't listen to that album now. Do, do you know what I think of when I think of Virginia's? Somebody that had a pierced... Drugs. No, somebody that had a pierced dick and a crowd of fucking women standing around them looking at it. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Fucking insane. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I know. <laughs> that's like so fucked up. I, I just remember the parties there. Um, so, before we get too far in this, a board aside folds up. Yes. Yep. Old Mike goes to fucking, at this point, he's working at the brewery, I believe, yep. right? You're working at Stout's. Yep. Juan, you, you were with Caustic for a little bit, weren't you? I we were in the beginning. We started was okay. when we started, but this was before then. This was when we decided that everybody just kind of like you know we didn't really want to do it. We were getting to be adults. Derek went off to college. Well, Derek yeah. got well, sick before, and then went off to college. Yeah, before he then, did that, I know we got together for like a summer. Yeah, and we we kind of made we had a couple songs. We never released them or anything, or never recorded them. It was basically what you could call deathcore nowadays. Because um, we were all listening to yeah, like, but it's not recorded, so it can't count. Right, <laughs> but we were we were playing what's essentially deathcore today. We were doing like Biohazard, Sepultura, Roots, and uh, uh, KSAD stuff with blast beats in it. And at this point, Tom Kremlick comes back in. <laughs> oh, hold Did on, he? Did he? you're tattooing. Before I forget, yeah. you're tattooing. Yeah. You're yeah. at shoes at this point. Yeah, because when. In all fairness, when Derek got sick, that was pretty much the end of yeah, yeah. The that, that was that wrapped the whole right. thing. That yeah. kind of just yeah, that put us because he at that point he was already not into death metal anymore. Yeah, he was. I kind of were into Weezer and and Beck and and fucking Oasis. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. Oasis, him being mm-hmm. into Oasis, hanging out with him right before I moved to Virginia, and he was like, "Dude, you got to check out this Oasis band." Mm-hmm. I was yep. like, "No, that's junk." And I blame that solely on Steve because Steve was a huge fan of Oasis. He loved Oasis. What? Yeah. Holy Steve Shirey. Yeah, Steve Shirey loved it. Yes. No. When we started playing, when we were playing like we, when we were doing acoustic stuff and we started I'm not going to look back in anger. <laughs> yes. I heard you say. He just walked away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I like, I'll, I'll never forget when we first started doing this whole caustic stuff before we get into it but like I'll never forget Steve like remember that goofy little breakdown that they used to do on the drums and that one song he would play it all the time at the at the, the barn he just because he loved that little breakdown of that weird little drum set well when when you guys for well when you guys first started caustic Bob was in the band wasn't he oh no wait yeah that I'm I'm no, off no, the not timeline yet. That's, no. oh, okay. that's way yeah. advanced yeah, oh, okay. that's way, because okay. that's where Tom comes in 
Tom Kremlick came That's up to me and was like, right. yo, dude, I got this bass player guy that you, we need to jam with. And then I'm like, all right. Let's. Was this after a board aside? Yeah. And then I'm like, let's check him out. So we go up to Olium. We go to Steve's house. And I meet Steve for the first time through Tom Kremlick. And we're like, yeah, let's jam and hang out. He needed people to hang out with. Right. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's hang out. And then we brought in Mike. We had like a. Right, right. Just a, a jam session okay. type of thing, you know, like no, not, nothing was. I, I, I forgot main. about Tom was in in that band. Tom was bit. the first drummer that right. Caustic technically had, right? Because well, then it became Pippins. Okay. And then oh, at that point, wasn't like Scott, I said, wasn't Bob in there before? Was Pippins? Bob before? No, Pippins? no, no, no. Pippins yeah. was after Bob. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so then it became Spots, and then he, he stormed away. Remember? Yeah, because oh, that's right. You got you guys had Bob at the time, and we were supposed to play a Halloween show with you guys, and uh, this was the uh, the uh, side era of uh, Joe and Anthony and and me and Derek, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this we 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 did the rock star horrible move, we got offered to open for Fatal and Reactor, Fatal Aggression and Reactor at, at a real a real place. And we got offered money and all that kind of stuff, so we we cancel out with with with, with these guys. Well, losers. Little did you know. I say again, you're my second favorite Fatal singer. <laughs> fuck off. But once again, in 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 with, at least with, he's a favorite. What a lot of people don't really know is that crowd did not want death metal. That crowd. Let's just say we started. The place was packed. So we got to the third song there was five people and those five people I know exactly who they were it was Matt Eula from, from Central Media Record Rev Chris Abbey and uh, no that was it there was three people standing in the front just yelling keep going motherfuckers you guys are awesome the whole place is outside and they were literally telling people we're not going in until they're done and they cut us off after the fourth song before we go much further with this Soul Grinder zine, check this out. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. And that was our buddy Paul oh, from Soul Grinder Zine's uh, new advertisement. We're going to be playing that on every show. It's, I love Paul. Yeah, Paul's great. <laughs> I love Paul. Dude, nobody keeps you underground alive like Paul. No, you know what? In this day and age, I mean, nobody makes printed zines anymore, and he's still doing it and making... And know, he does those shows all the time. And make sure you go to those shows. That we were just talking about. Like, And one of the fucking best bands that he has there that I found was called the Donner Party. Oh, They are yeah. fucking awesome. They were one of the best fucking crossover bands you will mm-hmm. ever hear. Ooh. Ever. Like, I, how they are not fucking doing 
International tours, I don't know. That's like, where we met Fatal Agent, and right after that, they broke up. Fatal Agent was one of the greatest unsigned bands I've I ever seen. I blame that solely on you. Why? Well, right, I don't know. Great Because it was right bands. after we interviewed they broke up. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right, wait, wait, let next. me rephrase it. I blame that on us. <laughs> but they were... I. You've been around me since you know I've been finding all these bands. That band was like the first time I seen Craze. Uh, and they were just so... Like, I just Young remember, and hungry and fucking wearing violent shirts and yeah. shit, dude. They I were just, fucking awesome. I just seen them play and I went, I feel like I'm 15 again. Nice. Seeing yeah. Craze for nice. the first time. Back to the toilet paper days. But anyway, back to this <laughs> podcast. So, Abortaside Folds, Rot Folds, Moving Forward in Berks County, we're talking right around, what, 93, 93 to 95, I'd say. Yeah, around somewhere in there. So, now at this point, Godless has started. Yes, Caustic, I think, was already in in the works at we this were in point, the works. correct? Yeah. And at that point, I don't think you were called Caustic. I think you were called Blood. No, because who <laughs> the person who came up with Caustic was Bob Spots. Yeah. I just had to throw that one in there. It was just called Blood. Blood. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Anyway. Oh, fuck off. So, <laughs> actually, if you remember correctly, the reason why we were oh, named right. Caustic was because... That's the one I was going for. Sorry. <laughs> if you remember, Caustic actually came from the brewery. Because I That's use right. caustic, we use caustic oh, acid to clean, to clean the, this, this tanks, the tanks and the, uh, the the kegs, and it was so gnarly when I had to use it because it was like I had to use like serious heavy duty rubber yeah, PPE. Yeah, we used it at IMP. Well, we used yeah. caustic yeah. acid at IMP, to, at IMP. At IMP, right? And I think that's where our conversation started. And that's how, and I think that's where Bob was like, well, I always just name it caustic because mm. we were talking about caustic acid because we both used it. Which we did then. Yeah, because it was cool how it like seeks out moisture. And if you got it in your eyes, you can go blind and, and stuff like that. And then we did like that, that yeah. little like sign with mm-hmm. the person bleeding from but, the ears. Yeah. Which yeah. is floating around over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. how it started. Like, yeah, it was a conversation that started goofy like that in a barn, one of our many just weird conversations. So at this point now, was there a big gap between Abortaside and Caustic? Was it, it was a couple of years? A, a couple of years, but yeah, yeah. Because you had, I had started working at the brewery. We actually started actually becoming adults at this point, right? Because yeah, because like, I remember hanging out, me and you and right. Ron. And I started tattooing. He started tattooing, yeah. right? Yeah, I started working for the brewery. Uh, we actually all started, like I said, Derek got when Derek got sick. That changed the whole complexion yeah, of Abortaside. Just like, and just, Right, like, and the whole crowd actually, yeah. really, all of us. I mean, we all kind of, <laughs> we all kind of. It was in like that weird death metal limbo. I was in a strange place because of the fucking shit that I was involved in, so I actually really couldn't do very much. Right, I mean, there was. You were trying to bang that chick from Gap that we kept going up to see. Remember that up in Christiana? Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'd have to be your wingman because of her oh, friend or Christ. sister. I completely forgot about that. It's amazing. The sister who liked the Guido at the fucking yep. restaurant across the street. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'd have to be oh. your wingman because because we met her at Breakers. Because yes. it was oh my weird. god breaker yes on Kelly. 30 it was that yes that's exactly oh right oh my god and I, you needed a wingman wow. yeah and I'm up there like trying to be all like on this her friend and she was actually all about the pizza shop dude from across yeah, the street I yeah I forgot about that holy shit oh man those many long drives through Lancaster oh. County <laughs> yeah we did it a lot <laughs> yeah too. a lot yeah it was just back. one of those weird times. 
that was one of those strange, all these strange connections we all had <laughs> yeah. together. It was just, oh my God, that was so fucking, I completely fucking forgot about that. It's like finding <coughs> finding yourself again. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> See, I drive around a lot for work, so a lot of times I'll go through there and I'll laugh. I oh, will always God. laugh every time I go through that, especially that little town, because it's by right, the train. How fucking stupid Sean was. Yep. He's like, I'm back at Wingman County. <laughs> yep. Because they had that weird little train station we would kind yes. of walk out of the apartment and go was up. Was it and just Christiana? Was yep, it Christiana. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was right on the other side of Gap. We had to go oh. up that hill. Yeah. I just, yep. I remember just doing that. That was like the weird limbo time because we were all like basically becoming adults. The bands kind of were in play, but not as much. Oh, we I were there was like other shit in public anywhere. Up. Yeah. This was, and well, me and Derek started the zine at that time. Yeah. 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 This yeah. Is, yeah. That's around the time when we started the zine stuff. I'll never forget when you were, that was when like, uh, you were going to interview Rob Flynn and you were like, had all those questions about violence and they were like, can't talk about yeah. violence. <laughs> so John's interview was kind of yeah. like we were supposed to. We were supposed to interview uh, Machine Head. Well, Rob Flynn from Machine Head at top of this the. This is the same position you're in now. When we interview and, people, they're like, "You can't oh, talk about this." You're like, "Oh fuck, yeah. you." All right, so another brief interlude in Berks County fucking metal history was Top of the Rock because yeah. yep. that basically filled. A little gap between the silo and Unisound. Silo, and Unisound, was, and Virginia's. Yeah, that was and the, Virginia's. Yeah, but yeah. that was short lived. Yeah, but yeah, Virginia's was, but Virginia's was local. Like yeah, Virginia's, Virginia's only did local. Bands. Top of the Rock Dive did bar. all national bands. Right. right, right, yep, yeah. And Nap the Napalm Death Show was the last one. Is that no, right? No, 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 dude. I no. was no, no, that was the best show. That was the best had. show. Yeah. Uh, that had the most fucking like, and then it got stopped early because of skinheads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After after that, Berks County. But that's what made it the best show. Oh, absolutely. It was like it was on point, and then we went there. I, I remember walking in and waiting in line, going up the steps, going up the elevator. You, you like jam out, and then it's like bam. Damn. It's over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, the show's <laughs> over. Get the fuck out. We're like, what the fuck just happened? Funny, funny pre uh, present day story. Um, we all know I just went to Decibel. Metal and Beer Fest and Napalm headlined mm, that's uh, Saturday night. The shirt. They, they headlined Saturday night and they yeah. played all of Harmony, Corruption, and Utopia Banished. And all those EPs. You know how they always put like... And there was like three of them. I forgot there was three. Well, here they played all of that. And the second to last song was Suffer the Children. And they, got, they got to that riff and I went over to Leanne and I went, this is the riff that killed a club in Reading. And she's like... It can't be that bad. And as soon as they started doing it, you just seen that crowd just open up. And I have the video of it, of her going, holy shit! Because everybody was killing each other. 30 years later, they're I'll, killing I'll each other. I'll never forget them fucking playing that up at Allentown because they toured for that. And it was like, it was, you know, what were we, that 17 is, or 18? Yeah. It was like, fuck. That riff is so... So I, I call that the most violent riff there can possibly be. Well, that because whole that's album. All, that's all I've seen yeah, was violent yeah. that, that whole album in general, to me, that was like the epitome of, of, of death metal because yeah. it had everything. And yeah. as thrash, much as it was grindcore, right. it was. And, as and much that as was MTV Headbangers Ball. Absolutely. They released that video yeah. for Head yep. for yep. Suffer the Children on there. Yep. yep. But, and do you remember our conversations? Because we'd always have conversations about he was that deicide was heavier and faster than napalm and we would always have these like yeah. stupid debates about it all the time yep but i tell you what looking back at it now wow i was wrong <laughs> but you know what though i gotta be honest though like i 
Mitch Harris was such a great drummer yeah. that I, you know, when he left, it kind of took that little bit of soul with wait, that wait, band. So what what was the 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 consensus of that conversation? Oh, Napalm Death was Nap- now, now now nowadays I'll say Napalm Death. I well, I don't know if they're once, heavier, but once I learned more about the recording and more about playing drums, they're groovy and, for that riff. Right, like that riff has a has a feel, but right. Deicide is just like. Yeah, DSI was just like the devil yeah. showed up. Right, see that to me they were the just ass. more intense. You know what yes. I mean? Is that they were Napalm just kinda, had that like, and then right. it came into like a beat that was like, oh, yeah, it was fuck, like dude. you said, it was a groove. Yeah. That, that whole album, like you know, well, when you look at the bands, Napalm Death had the staying power because to this day they still fucking put out world class music, whereas DSI went generic death. Metal. Yeah, it's the same. By the album. time they hit Once Upon the Cross. Like that album was still a little bit legion, but it was a little bit generic too. And after that, I lost interest. Yeah. Like, well, DSI I, did like this crazy, like I don't know. Every album was like a a new album and a new feel, and you either liked or hated it. Right. And that was the issue because it kept going through so many band members. Yeah. yeah. So they never it was got like, into this like album. A, we got you yeah. know the guys from Cannibal Corpse. This album we have these motherfuckers. I mean, they this really should have changed their name after the fucking brothers left. Yeah. They should have changed their name. They should go back to Amon. Yes, because no, that's what well, the, the brothers, brothers have that. Yeah, name. yeah, the brothers have that name. Yeah, well, yeah. that sucks. Too, I, but like, I would, I would love to interview them, and I've, I've reached out to the brothers. That is the Hoffman brothers. Yeah, that's been a bit of a fucking nightmare. And no, nobody wants that. Let's just say the more I read them and see that, nobody wants that. Uh, no, I mean, look, I, I honestly, like for people that like. First of all, we're we're a, we're a lower tier podcast. We're not exactly fucking Joe Rogan, <laughs> right? If you haven't noticed, we're not anywhere near that guy. But like some of these motherfuckers that we reach out to are fucking total flakes, and I'm not even going to get into names. But, but trust these me, these guys like, these guys want to do it, but I they, don't want to do it. They think they're fucking, you know, they think they're fucking Madonna, yeah. and they're fucking not. Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> who. It, who are we talking about? Madonna? We, we I, forgot our little notepad so we could like flash. Yeah, I'm not going to say who John just mouthed, but that's exactly who I was thinking. Who when did I you said just it. mouth? Oh my God, that guy? Yeah. yeah. Can I say it? No. 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 Uh, Please don't. Although I do want to hear their new album. I hear, I, I, I see reviews that it's great, and I hear something. I just, just bought terrible. their vinyl. Between the new one? The, well, yeah, it's a seven, seven inch. inch. Okay. So it has like, you know, so whatever. Between that I'm not and, buying the new one. Between that and picking the wrong picture for a fucking podcast, like my whole perception of like extreme metal people has changed. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that straight. Yeah, afterwards. yeah they just sound like divas all of a sudden. It's just. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like, you, you barely get any. I am a diva. And, yeah. and that, yeah, that word, that, those words were actually said. You the barely get any is, leeway. Yeah. You know what I mean? To like do whatever. Like I was, the sad part is I was there when somebody wanted to get his autograph. Oh shit! Brian Lawson. <laughs> Brian Lawson wanted to try to get his autograph. Wanted you know? big nose. Wa- I'll tell you that nose. story off the air. You son of a bitch! Yeah. But, so, uh, in the meantime, though, I will say of, of all the crazy interviews that we have done, um, uh, Gus from Gruesome, who basically said, "Ask me anything. I don't give a guy." He was amazing. Fun. Yeah. Actually, when I was just in Florida, he was going to come over and hang out with me, but he was in the studio. We've we've done some phenomenal interviews. I'm you know we've done some good. We've done some that, bad. I, I really think. Some of them should have been picked up by more people. Kyle Thomas was amazing. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. I love talking to I him. I wish we could have interviewed Massacre's singer. Cam. Yeah, yeah. Cam Lee. I wish we would have gotten and, that uh, guy. And Gus was awesome. And uh, uh, what's his name from My Dying Bride? 
Oh, Aaron. 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 Yeah, Aaron I was going to say, was that, was another, that Aaron, was another one of my favorite that, that was one of my... I, I, I actually left here going, I love that band more. Yeah, and unfortunately, so the, nice. the one interview that I was so excited to do was Sean Killian, and the sound sucked because yeah. his his connection was bad. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, well, that's but well, they he, got a new album coming out, so we'll hook up with him. Again. Yeah, we will. And I've been trying to get Jeff Becerra, fucking so hard, but he is very difficult. I was gonna say you probably can't get Phil Demel after you kind of dissed him, dude, getting the picture with Sean Killian and uh, not Phil Demel. <laughs> dude, that was the fucking worst. Like I walked over and Phil Demel was sitting there, and he smiled at me, and I went. Like that, and just walked oh. over Sean Killian, and I'm like, no, wait, that was Phil Demel. Maybe I should have fucking dude. And he is like one he of the, is nicest, the nicest, coolest dude ever. guy. He really is. Do you know, honestly, he looked like he was so happy for Sean to get be getting that attention. Yeah. He was so fucking proud. It was really cool. Did this you is hear the greatest thing? But we're back away from yeah, our <laughs> fucking podcast. Real, real quick, though, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, want, I want to ask you. I want to ask you this question, quick, Sean. Do you know about the show last night? Overkill. Yeah, I saw fucking Scott was there. Yeah, but do you know who played guitar? No. Phil Demo played guitar for Overkill. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I, got, I, got, I just got to ask this question to you guys. Okay, in violence right now, Bobby G's playing with them. Bobby G hates Overkill. I was going to say, how the fuck is this all working? I know. I, I, I got to know. Do you think there's going to be a little no. about this? No, I don't. No. Not at this point. I mean, I just seen video of violence playing in, like, in Chicago last week, and they were fucking amazing. Oh yeah, I'm. With I can't lineup. wait to see them at Maryland Death Fest. Yeah. So. All right, great. let's get back to yeah, back the, to anyway, the fucking podcast. So, I'm sorry. So, all these bands break up, and a whole new fucking bunch of batch of bands right. is starting up. Right. You right. know, Godless turns into divination. To and- divination, Caustic starts. Um, so what happens at this point? You guys have the timeline. I don't. Um, I I kind of disappeared for. I, I it, I'm thinking about this. I was. I got reinvolved with Caustic. That was right around the time that I started hanging out again. With, we were. We right were after Mike left. Like nobody was singing for Caustic when I was hanging out. Yeah, that's till the other guy Mike came in. Yeah, yeah. the other Mike. Beat, yeah, right. But uh, in the meantime, um, we all kind of ran our own circles at that point, but we still like. All hung out. Right. We all hung out, but, you know, Caustic basically practiced right down the street from me. So I'd get home from work, knew those guys would show up at six o'clock. I'd go down there. Where were they practicing? Down at the uh, Dolan, Dolan, in the basement of Dolan Construction. Yeah, but that's, that's when we got Joe. Yeah, that's oh, okay. that first we started after. at the barn. Yeah, we started. First we at the started barn. in Oli, okay. and then yeah, we started at the barn. There, the barn. At the barn. Yep. Okay, because I, I, I we'd I, always practice every day, every day. Right behind Oli Dairy, there was a, yep. that farm there in the barn. Yep. But but uh, well, where I was, which going. Steve got, you know, yeah. got yeah, yeah. access to that. Yeah, he, he, was, he was banging that chick's parents. No, no, not yet. No, okay. He was parents that owned that. The 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 lady who owned the the actual farm, she had two sons yep. okay. who were friends with Steve. Okay. So Steve and got they, the barn. And they were metalheads. They yeah. were like really And they were the like, yeah, dude, really you could jam weird. here. And we, wa- I mean, I remember walking in, dude, we walked in, it was like a cow barn. It was like full of fucking hay <laughs> and shit. There was just no cows and we're like, we just got to clean it up and make it a fucking right. area. So we went in, we shoveled all the shit out, built a wall and built a stage and then spray painted caustic on the wall. Mm-hmm. 
And I at this point, this now. yeah, and we made it into like a little jam area, and we mm-hmm. just jammed there all the time. We had parties there. We had a Halloween party. It was like our own club, honestly. Yeah, yeah. 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 we we would have people over yep. just to watch people practice. We do like cover songs and bullshit. I'd and come jam down, out. I'd come down to a uh, smoke a lot of pot. American Way with you guys and Independent. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was a it was a great time because again we got into caustic not to be like oh we're gonna make a a band right it was like no we're gonna have a fun band. Like so, fun with me though it was at this point um and, I, and i'll come clean about this yeah you abor- better <laughs> abortacite abortacite had folded rod is folded um you I'm, feel like a loser You're no like, no no i've been in all these bands i'm all, seeing like, i'm seeing over. i'm seeing uh hate and fatal aggression and uh it was one of those things that i got mad i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna jealous. i'm gonna out yeah i got jealous of these guys that I'm, you know, was helping out, I'm rhodium for and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not getting any kind of acknowledgement because I'm just a, I'm behind the scenes guy, and, and and it's my ego talking. I said, all right, that's it. I'm gonna put a band together, and I called Joe, I called Mark, and and you know that's where Godless came from, and then once it turned into where Gleesey came in, we with Gleesey, and it was kind of the the. Uh, the only crowd that that you know Gleesey knew from the aborticide days yeah. and everything like that, all those people started following uh, what turned into divination, and it was it was really cool because we had this like fan base, and my whole entire and my 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 uh, my drive, my fire, and everything like that was to basically I wanted to show hate and fatal aggression and all those other bands. There's a, there's a kid in town that's going to chase you guys down and, and surpass you. And and it didn't work. I yeah, it did. It did. Um, um, Fatal in their in their heyday with, with Kaharchek and, and then Joey, here we are playing a big Pennsylvania show. And, you know, it was our, it was Redding. And here it was. They asked Divination to play over hate and fatal aggression. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? And the place went nuts. Briefly to get off the rails as we always do. Give a little bit. Who is hate? Hate was Ray, the singer. Ray Schultz. Ray Schultz. Um, Jay. JJ O'Farrow was the guitar player. Um, Bob Denser. No, 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 I'm no, sorry. no not Billy, Billy Waltz. Billy Waltz was the bass player. And Billy Todd, Waltz as in Scott yeah, Waltz. Scott Waltz. Scott Waltz. Yep. And then uh, Todd Hummel from. Uh, he was the drummer, and they were incredible at the time. They yeah, they had a different sound. Were they, they and they were a Reading band? Yes, yes. Okay. And they were like, um, I don't know, I don't even know what to classify them because they weren't like death metal. They weren't like thrash metal. They were just like this new like wave, this, like, metal? New wave yeah. of like they like, were uh, like kind of Lamb of God-y like kind a, of thing, or like a heavy yeah. kind of groove, right? Before exactly. Lamb of heavy God. groove, right? Right. That you know, because at that time in the re- in the outside, yeah, but Lamb of God is more like thrashy right. groove, right? But they but were they like weren't. just like slower, heavy, like yeah. like it just had a feel. If, like, if I had to, if I had to say, you know, in in the the big spectrum of metal at that time, Pantera took over, and they were they were thrash, but they were groovy. If there was any band that was ever going to take off at that time, it was would have been it would have been fucking Hate because and, Hate had the feel. And the hate the, was that, they, that for that groovy, time. Yes, that groovy, like, it, it, that groovy they came Pantera, up, yeah, just heavier. And they had like a more professional sound mm-hmm. all together yes. as everybody. And again, like Caustic, we didn't want to be famous and a thing. We we were just playing to play. We never said like, hey, we're gonna, you know, do what we're gonna do to 
be a famous Basically band. the same ethos, like yeah. a Bordeside. We like, wanted just, to be just fun. Have fun. Like, yeah. Just have fun. Like, nothing yeah. about that. So, Hate, they seemed like they had a, a head-on together on their shoulders. Right. They were going to, you know, we're going to play, and it's great, but we're, we're going to be a band. And even Ray, when I talked to Ray eons ago, he would even say to me, like, he had, like... Um, connections in california he had like people that were gonna make the band be the next band and they they could have I, I don't know what happened along those lines but. I, I know i know a little story but i'm gonna tell that when we're not on the air so caustic but but they were they were they were a great band i loved they, it. Oh, I they loved were it. they were great but yes. they were all in that time era of yes, yes. divination hate early divination. Over, divination hate hate would come over to our practices and just like hang out and watch yeah and, and I, be a part of the crowd and again, we only had the crowd to just be a fun time together, not like a you know, oh here we are. It was more like bring everybody to the to the barn. Oh Let's yeah, yeah. Party I was and part a, of that. Yeah. Yes. Like I said, we, we all ran in different circles at this point, but you know, they would they would call up and say, Hey, you guys want to come down and hang out? We're partying tonight. We'd come down there, bring forties. It was a great party. Hate. Drink, yeah. smoke, and yeah. have a good time yeah. and spend time in the middle of nowhere in Oli. Right. It, 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 that that might have shooting been shooting semi-automatic Chinese assault rifles <laughs> at, at the signs of the quarry. That that might have been my that may that may or may that not may have happened, happened in Mexico. Happened. We don't know. <laughs> that that might know. have been my favorite time in Berks County music. Is but it was a fun time. Yeah. Like literally, we made it like a great hangout. Right. So, you know, so for event, metal. So eventually, like Mike leaves Caustic. How to be and, an adult? And to be an adult becomes Brewer, yep. which we love, <laughs> and then. You know, so now at this point, I started hanging out again. At this point, Bob Spots is playing drums. Right. We lost Steve's Pippins. playing bass. No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had, we had Bob. We had, we lost Tom. We lost we got Tom. Bob. Got, got Bob. And then you're playing guitar, obviously. Steve's and, playing bass. And eventually at some point. Uh, I don't even know who anybody, when Mike, who was singing. Uh, nobody was singing. I well, see, talked about right. doing it, and then I didn't have the stones to do it. Right. So what happened was this: is I can tell you it didn't happen. Is that it's, unfortunately I had to become an adult. You know, my the girl I was with at the time bought a house, and I basically had to become an adult because you know at this point I'm like twenty. She wanted to fuck, have kids. He was right. Like, all that other stuff. Right. Yep. Joe, who was her cousin at the time. Um, who's a guitar still, player? Still is her Joe Shioli still is her cousin. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Shioli, who was a phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. The only problem with Joe is Joe has an alcohol problem. Mm. So uh, we'll we'll, no, just, we'll leave somebody, it we'll, yeah. we'll leave it yeah. with alcohol. Yeah, we'll just leave we it. Just to like that. drinking, right? And it's just you know, and it, we played. I mean, basically, we just played stuff that we liked and have fun with. You know, when Tom left. I'll never forget. We auditioned a couple drummers. They brought we brought in this one guy that couldn't even play double bass, and Steve oh started God, playing yeah. double and he bass. Had a huge, he had a huge <laughs> drum set, dude. He came in and set up this fucking drum set that was like it incredible. Like Neil Pert. We're like, what the fuck is going on? But whatever, this guy's great. They spin in circles, <laughs> and it was like we don't even know what's going on. Again, it didn't work for us. It might have worked for somebody else, but it was definitely a fucking crazy thing. Yep. And then I from seeing hate and knowing hate where I lived at the time my I lived around a corner from uh, the Waltz brothers mm. so I heard always heard Scott playing drums in the house because I you know the back of his house where he played drums and I was like so I got to talking to him and he found out he's a metalhead and just but he loved jazz and all this other he kind of stuff jazz. yeah and it was just like well you know we're playing at the barn you know we're, why don't you come on up you know we're looking for a drummer why don't you come in sit on us and 
it just turned into this like holy shit you know it's steve's inner vibe of like wanting to do all kinds of weird shit came out and then like scott it was like this crazy it was a crazy mix it was like i brought in death metal steve Mm -hmm. brought in this like thrashy punk feel scott brought in this jazz feel Feel. joe brings this right joe brings this like weird classical classic thrash influence so we we like meshed together it was like this mixture of like weird shit yeah but it worked and i could when my singing i had to sing in some parts but then i had to do like clean vocals because i always wanted it to sound more of like a cooler fear factory so it was like i would growl in some in some sections and then try and sing in other sections and uh, yeah we played top of the rock i'll never forget when we played top of the rock you know yeah oh, at that time days. i had i was working at stout so i had like this long sleeve shirt and i threw it out in the crowd like support your local brewery everybody was drinking miller and all that other stuff it like parted like the red sea they didn't even know what the hell i threw out then i pick it up it's like a long sleeve stout shirt and they're like it's oh, aids yeah, it's aids yeah. it was kind of funny we, we <laughs> laughed at it for a little while just, but it was just different it was a different feel but it was back in the day it was it was definitely like you didn't have that same feel that you have today where it's like everybody's like labeled and things are the way they are it was like so, I'm sorry not the cock block no here. no but so like Bob was it was Tom then Bob then Scott right mm-hmm. and then were you singing when Scott was in the band yep so you came in they had been around for a little bit yeah, we, no singer, and then you came in and started singing. Yeah, I was kind of the one that was, we would just all hang out at the barn and just chill at the barn. And then once the whole drummer aspect lost, and then we were kind of, they were kind of like, you know, we don't have a singer, we don't have a drummer. And I said, this, I was like, you know, if you want, I can, you know, sit in, do a couple of things with y'all. But I was like, but I do know a guy. I know, I know this drummer guy, you know, from my neighborhood. So, you know, let's bring it in. And it, that that vibe was just kind of like stuff that we had when we were at the firehouse. You know what I mean? It's just people yeah. would come over. Ooh, it was which, a good. It was which, a good time. Right. Which is an era we kind of skipped over with Abortaside. <laughs> but briefly to run back to that, Abortaside had practiced at an old firehouse, Google Avenue, on the shittiest part of Reading, and, which and is I, basically I, a ghetto fucking shithole. And, yeah. and, and I remember standing out there when we night loved and, it and hearing yeah. fucking nine gunshots, and we're like, all right. Pack it up. Let's go. But it added to the music. It and, did. And the other thing I remember, which I just remembered the other day, was do you remember that fucking weirdo that showed up from that other band that used to like to throw up and, and record himself throwing up? Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, what was his name? He was kind of a big fat dude. Yeah, the big yeah. fat guy. Yep. A big nose. And he would, wasn't big nose. I remember walking down the steps. <laughs> I used to just like coming over to the firehouse because I could get drugs and do drugs there. And there was a dude fucking puking on the sidewalk and another guy with a video camera recording it because he liked to fucking record himself throwing up. Yep. Yeah, because they also recorded what's his name punching holes in the wall upstairs. Because yes! they decided to just like trash the one room that he f- that he was all finished, so they just trashed it. Yes, and I I remember drinking fucking Tom. Remember Tom used to drink the iced tea, and you guys <laughs> oh, were playing at Scarlet that was a cigarettes. It was shit. cigarettes, spit, iced tea, and fucking I don't know what else. But I drank about a half of it before Ugh. I real. I was like, what the fuck is in my mouth? I'm like, I bought a cigarette, but that was fucking so nasty. Ugh. Coming back forward just a little bit before uh, Caustic, um, and in between the ending of Abortaside and and Godless for me, um, I called Shirey up and I was like, "Hey man, let's put a band together." And this this lasted for like three times we jammed, and it's a, this is actually a really fucked up story. Um, it was Matt, me, 
the first time was Jeff Rockowitz from Inner Sanctum and later in Ruins. And then he never came back again. And uh, we got this guy Roland. And we went down, we practiced maybe twice. Couldn't get anything really working because none of us had like the same influences or anything like that. So about two months have gone by and I keep calling Steve up and I'm like, hey man, uh, you want to jam tonight? Oh no, I'm busy. Oh no, I'm busy. And I was like, oh, screw this. I'm going down to get my drums. This is at the barn that, that Juan was talking about. Here I go in and there's this, pretty much a whole band and Scott Waltz, who later becomes a drummer acoustic, is sitting behind my drums playing at the barn and I, I, I've known Scott from, you know, school and, uh, and you know, being in from the neighborhood from where, where we lived. And Scott gets up and goes, hey, man, what's going on? You know, and I'm like, you're playing my fucking drums. <laughs> and he goes, they told me these were theirs. I was like, oh, shit. I was pissed. Well, see, the thing about it was, though, is like, we pretty much just had like com- it was communal, you know right, what I mean. Right. Anybody had just had yeah, your shit, shit up. Your shit. If, if any, if, if Shame I would have gotten, gotten a phone call and said, "Hey, this didn't work. This wasn't going to work out, but we're trying to strum her out, and can we use your drums?" I would have been like, "By all means, go for it." Because I never. And what a fucking strange little inbred world it is. Because yeah. I went to school with Scott's older brother Jody and knew Scott, who also went to school with my cousin, and it just fucking. It is this whole thing just snowballs. Well, here, Everybody fucking knows each other. Or is here, here's the funnier part about this story with going into the divination. But is line. it really funny? No. But here's as you were saying about the ancestral of this. About a couple months later, I started Godless with with those guys, and we needed a guitarist. And I just happened to go to Zeswitz, and there's this guy Eric. I didn't know Eric other than I'd seen him somewhere before. Here he was in this, this band that was playing on my drums and he's like dude uh, that band never mounted anything uh, do you know anybody who needs a guitarist and I'm like well yes I do and he came over and he was he was in the first run of Godless and Divination yeah but where's the incest part because he was in this band that was at the you were in the bathroom were, were you guys related no you shut up do it that. no they just had sex yeah what the fuck? So but anyway, so it was an innocent so, time. Back so, to the non incest stories. So now, at this fucking stage, Caustic's going full steam. They've got a singer. They've got Mike. They've got drummers. Divination's running full steam ahead. Yeah. Where are you guys playing at? Like we're we're you know, Unisound's closed. John's like, basement. The rock, top of the rocks done. Um, Virginia's. Uh, oh, Virginia's. I keep going back to Virginia's. Uh, we've all played Virginia's. Uh, Virginia's was such a great place. Right. Yeah, it was. It was an awesome and little place. It was. For Divination, I don't know about you guys, but we were playing in Philly a lot. We were playing... Um, we didn't play anywhere. Oh, you didn't? No, you guys no. just played Virginia's. We only right? didn't... We played Virginia's. Again, we weren't like a band that wanted to do stuff. We wanted to have fun. Yeah, yeah like, we we were... Up you guys and, were ready to try to yeah, do whatever and we do were, nothing. We were up and down. We, we were in Philly. We were in Jersey. We were in Delaware. Yeah. Where it was like every other weekend we were somewhere out of town and then yeah because you guys i mean you guys for the most part carried that death metal torch yeah you know after it kind of went away so to speak you know yeah you, guys, you tried to like car- push it forward it. and push it forward and and you know yeah and, whereas we we were just more experimental yeah. we were like having a good time like yeah. everybody they, here except for hate hate was also like on our, our heels of doing this of going out of town and we I just heard some stuff from hate, personal stuff that it was like 
they had opportunities and the band itself couldn't get together and they didn't and make it happen yeah, yeah. that's usually the sad story of most which is oh yeah it's always like the, i mean i've heard it for numerous different right. bands mm-hmm. where but, things um, happened but they never I, happened. The, one, the one thing i do got to say about hate though is i don't remember if you guys ever played any of them but ray would put on this hate fest twice a year and then he would do a pig fest like once a summer and everything like that and i met up with a band on this bill called propaganda now where propaganda comes into play into today propaganda became this band 416 south also with 416 south came once they broke up i took their guitarist chuck who to this day is you know is my best friend in the world um we play together every now and then is this a sexual friend no 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 oh. and now he's the guitarist of whatever this is which was divination oh. minus me Another I, I, brought it, I brought it back all the way to the full circle here. Yeah, it's like a circle of nothing. So <laughs> before the train goes way off the rails as Oh, usual, no, no, no. We're, we're already I, off the I, rails. I, I, I kind of think we're in the boats at this fucking point. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like, we're, the, the train's on the grass. So <laughs> we're somewhere in China. So why don't we go ahead and play a caustic song off their only release, which was self-titled. It came out in 97. Real, real quick, though. You guys, no, not no, no, fucking no, no, real quick. No, no, no. Wait, wait, it's wait, a question on. about caustic, yes, about this recording. Go ahead. You got you, fucking 20 seconds. Well, fuck off. Did you guys record this at Vortex or did you? In New Jersey? Yeah. With uh, some blonde hair, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I never, I couldn't, I could not remember as we were talking about this earlier this week. I Which the recording not... of that was fucking crazy, dude. Because I've never oh. recorded in a professional studio. This was the most professional studio we ever did anything. We came in, the guy was like, "All right, we're gonna do all the singing last." So the all the the whole band played. So right. we were like the drums, the guitar, the bass. We were like, "All right, cool." And then he was like, all right, now the guitars are going to play again by themselves. We're like, okay. And then he was like, the singing's going to come in. And then we did all that, and we're like, oh, this is where we end up in. Yeah, we recorded our set, our, our second uh, our second recording there, and it the same thing. But he, I don't know if he had it for you, but he had runners for us. And anything that we wanted. No, he had no fucking rudders. Oh my god, we had runners that literally. No, he said runners, not rudders. <laughs> we had no rudders or runners. <laughs> yeah, we we had we had people come in, and if you wanted it legal or not, it was there. You had to pay for it, but it was there. So, All right. So anyway, but anyway, yeah, we had nothing. This is caustic, simply psychotic. Psychotic ways. I live my life. His voice is still deathless, but was it this nice?
Simply Psychotic from 1997. Oh, look at that. Look out. Look out. Hey, 1997. Simply Psychotic. Nice. All right. So now where we're going. Yeah. Where are we going now? So running parallel to all this, Divination was up and going, correct? Divination was, I I will will honestly say, and I'm not, I don't want to pat myself on on the back, but we were... We were trying to get further. Like, we were actually about to be signed by... um, uh, Pavement was interested in us. Relapse was really interested in us. Um, But we... We kind of made a dumb mistake of holding out to see what would what, what would come better. And you got nothing. No, we actually had an offer from Nuclear Blast at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, but you got nothing. But we couldn't do anything because... But why? Nuclear Blast at that point was no more, like, I they would were, say prominent than Relapse. Well, they were they were now hooked up with Central Media. This is right when that... You guys were waiting for, like, prints to, like, no, sign you. No, what happened was we, we couldn't tour 
because uh, uh, Matt uh, had to. <laughs> Matt became an adult. You know, we're, he had we're, kids. I was like, yeah, that's, that's when we in the two thousands. But yeah. in the ninety seven era, yeah, we we were in in line for all of this stuff. And so you're we, blaming Matt? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it it wasn't it wasn't just Matt. It was all of us in general. We we kind of all. Yeah, but Matt was the only one who had kids. Right, right, right. But so you're blaming Matt? No, I'm not blaming Matt. <laughs> yeah, no, you're blaming the kids. No, really. I'm not. We we that's all fucked had up. To be, we all had to be. I a, agree with Doctor Phil. Yeah, that's no, fucked we, up. You need to let, let's get you on a lie detector test. No, it wasn't. It was we. Like, as Mike said, what the you know, hell are you doing? <laughs> Can you I failed. failed. <laughs> we we were, you know, becoming adults. You know, we all had jobs and. Some of us had houses. I didn't at this time. Yeah, but I, what happened at, from from what what year is this? We're we're in ninety seven right now. So we're in two thousand twenty one, and you're still not an adult. So what happened? Ooh, the fuck I ain't. <laughs> the fuck I ain't. No, um, it, it was just one of those things. And then we had a billion lineup changes. Um, we brought in a, a guitarist that. It had to be his way or no way. And he Who's was, that? I am not mentioning his name because I am real. I am good friends with him to this day. Who is it? But he would start little. Mike, little, do you know who it was? No, at this point, no. Who he, is they this? went through a lot of people. That like their lineup change. We, it was weird. Like you guys went right. through a lot of lineup. Is this changes. Oh, oh, on a side note, do you know if you look divination up on iTunes? It comes to some fucking weird like synth band, yes. yeah. but your albums are listed under their fucking yeah. albums. Yeah. And, and it's pretty yeah. funny, actually. Going back in that time, this was pre-internet. So they're taking your shit? No, 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 no. They were in Europe, like I think uh, Germany, somewhere. In, so I'm pretty sure it was Europe. And they um, they had broken up, and they sent me a handwritten letter because you didn't have email at this time. And they said, "Hey, to um, who would make concern?" They they said, "Who?" Uh, they said, uh, "Hey, um, we both have the same name. We just broke up. Good luck with the name." And I was like, "Oh, cool." And do you was, still have that letter? Um, if I if I dug through my archives, I do the archives. Yeah, oh my god, I have so much stuff from back when. Like you know, at this time, you, you know, um, like Soul Grinder Zine. There was that was all. Do you it was. save all your shit? I saved all our reviews. Oh my god, I want to fucking see that, dude. Yeah, you should dude. see some of the stuff that he has. Like yeah. I remember, like like he, when he moved from his dad's house to his house now, like just some of the shit that he had, I couldn't believe. Like I've still like I'm blown away by that. He's got that Wasp picture disc of yep. like Blind in Texas. Yep. It's not even a round album. It's just like it's a, almost it's like a, a printed a die photo. Cut. Yeah. But you yeah, don't have the name of that guitar player you're talking about? I know the name. No, he knows the name. He's not telling us. <laughs> right. I know. But uh, in the meantime, um, he would start little little fights amongst the band. Like he would be like, he'd go to Matt and be like, oh, you know, Johnny's not cutting it. We need to fire him. Or John Gleesey's not cutting it. We need to fire him. But then he would go to Gleesey to fire Matt. Then, he, you know, it was, it was just a very unprofessional thing to do. And once... And why the fuck are you friends with him? The funnier part about this is I brought him back into band twice after this. <laughs> twice. Yeah. <laughs> because once again, I never, I always, I always, and, and still to this day, and it, it's the sad thing of, of my world is you may have pissed me off or you may have done something bad, you know, to me, harm me in some way, shape or form. I'll still come back to you because I look at the good times that we've always had and go. We can re- we can redo this again. Have I gotten burnt in the past? Yes, I have. So, but but yeah. Um, 
this guy, he was the one that was leading the charge for us to get signed and everything like that. But he was also doing a lot of really crazy, stupid shit. But, like... Uh, all right, there was a, a note going around here, and I didn't understand it. But, go. But yeah, um, back to what we were saying. <laughs> you can edit that part out. Oh, no, that's staying the oh fuck Oh, my in. God. But, it's so horrible. But, yeah, he was the one who was leading the charge of us to go to these different places. Like, we played Castle Heights in um, Queens, New York, with Pessimist. Um, Ooh. Pessimist in Satanity, a, a really good band that broke up not long ago called Solemn. Um and we were like right dead square in the middle of it. Oh, no, I'm more impressed with Pessimist. That's well, so these were awesome. all great bands. We brought we actually brought Pessimist to Virginia's because we owed them a show. And they walked in and they were like, The fuck is this? Did they actually play? Yeah, they actually played. And nobody nobody like around, we're bamboozled, you motherfucker. Nobody around here really knew what they were doing. But Stambugery. this was this was a, a, a prominent death metal, you know, name. And um, like I said, we went up and down from, you know, almost D.C. to uh, New York with them. Well, I wanted to say, like, so Caustic, and I'm assuming Divination as well, played with Vicious Circle? Yes, we did a oh, lot yeah. of shows with them. And, and Virginia's especially. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit, yeah. Yo, you remember that weird show we played in, uh, I think it was in Gibraltar, at the Gibraltar Fire Company? They were part of that show. It yes. was us. It was, uh, we opened up. It was Caustic. Divination. I can't remember the other band. And uh, oh man, what was the other band? I'm trying to think of who that was. But yeah, we and Vicious Circle. Vicious Circle. I think was a headline that yeah. night. Because yeah, because we interviewed Vinny a couple months, uh, a couple years ago. A couple years ago. I was going to say a couple months. That's another band that's been around forever, and they've never pushed past. Uh, which again, I don't. I don't. Well, but they were they were great. signed to that JB JBL JBL, for and then a while. they they did do um, they were on Pavement for I think one album. And uh, no, I like Vicious Circle. The, the I think pro- they should have been like way beyond where and, they're at right now. And Vinny even says it in our interview that he, you know, it was lineup changes. Lineup changes is what kind of fucked them. Yeah, and, and that, poor they, management. There you have a great band, great, great sound, great again presence. Everything, right. Every and they can't push forward. Like and, and that and going back to what we were saying about divination at that time when I said we had label interest, we had no management. So you know, it was just going through me. And the management part would have been very helpful if I had an outside source to to do things, but I we didn't. You should have just hired Sean. I know. <laughs> Apparently, they would have called his parents' house. Yeah, not even on purpose. They're just fucking people calling. Like, listen, hey, we want to sign you to this. We want to do this. Oh, oh, okay. But you know, that's staying in that '97 to like 2000 era. That was basically our our biggest problem was we didn't have management and we went through a lot of lineups one yeah. longevity divination in this area was the longest running band that should have been something well thank you and, and they, i mean they, they should have like honestly i would say I as think, far as like, death metal though yes because yeah. you guys ran it for the longest yeah. time mm-hmm. and tried and tried and tried and for some reason nothing ever well that came scene, out of it but this scene that scene in this area never got out of that microcosm right it was Virginia's. It was fucking Unisound. It was you know occasionally Silo. Right. But you, it could also it could also be the way it's managed. Right. Because again, you had no management. Right. Because you look at like bands like Rivers of Nile, who came up and moved 
yeah, right but, forward. It but was it management that got them that far? I mean, no, they had they had smart people to yes. to guide. Them. Really, we we didn't have. I that. don't know any. It's of like the a, story. it's like That's, a position. Like you right. got to position yourself in the right moments and mm-hmm. do the right things. And the, plus, they also had a club that would promote. Right. You know, that was another thing. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have, like, Virginia's. We did the Flyers for right. them. Same but, thing with Unisound. We did the Flyers But Rivers and Nile also, like, put their energy into it and went on the road constantly right. and right. did big shows and, right. like, put their own money into the, yeah, it. Yeah, but in or, I was going to say to get on those big shows, that was yeah. the big fucking thing. I mean, right. the, the, people the, people see Rivers and Nile and are like, wow, there's this crazy death metal band from Reading. It's but like, they are good. dude, there was fucking yeah. great bands before that. Before the that, the yeah, funny absolutely. part is... If but that's you, what I mean. Like, it, it's a pushing... If you ask mm. Biggs or um, or Brody, their their first time knowing about that you can do this in Reading was they came to see Cannibal Corpse at the Silo. It was Cannibal Corpse. How Ma- was that that show? Yeah, it was Cannibal Macabre. Oof. Yep, Hate Eternal and Divination. And Divination it, sucked. But the and who the bands, Hate Eternal woo! was? What's his name from Ripping Corpse? Right? Yeah. Yes. Eric Rutten. Yeah. Or Rutten or Retain. Retain. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, they they thought we were part of the tour. And here we were talking to them. We were like, no, we're from right down here on, you know, Y Missing area. And they were like, what? Really? And after that, we became Uh-oh. friends. Yeah. We became friends with them. And um, I know Brody was in a different band and Biggs was in a different band. And they, they had like, I would say the next, you know, where we were just, where we were talking about, there was a whole nother subculture of new bands coming up. And they were let's just say the, the the big runners of that and their bands broke up they got together and next thing you know someone says to me hey this Rivers and Isle band wants to play with you alright bring them on and holy shit and the same thing with Black Crown Initiate they were in another band that uh, played with us in the early 2000s at uh, Soundwaves I was like yeah you toured with them as Gloom and Doom right? no Gloom and no, Doom no, was no. a whole, a whole other band okay alright yeah, I know Andy, Andy from else. them is you know they're guitar players now it's like Black Crown Initiative, I guess. No, 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 no. Nobody from Gloom Okay, so I, for some reason, I thought oh. Andy from Gloom and his doom no, was part no, of No, no, no. Okay, they were, right. He was his own entity. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, the whole next level where Black Crown and Rivers and Nile came from was, I don't want to say, it, it, it makes me proud, but I don't want to say we led the path for them because they went their own didn't. way. But, but they were... Well, but the path led that direction. Right. I mean, yeah. it was... That's the path that I, anybody that needs to go on, goes on. I had Rivers of Nile play open you for us at, at um, Berkshire Heights Fire Company. And the thing that sucked about it was this, the, the power kept on cutting out while they were playing. So they no, played there. I mean, Rivers is... Now, so this is we're obviously getting on to the yeah, next we're, generation, we're, we're, but yes. where where we left off of caustic, we're in like ninety seven now. I just took yeah. us up to like two thousand. And to me, that is one of the big things that a lot of these bands have now. Is like when we played, we played in Cubs, and they basically hired these bands. They weren't on tour. Like Jake would bring Biohazard in just because they were up from New York. They come in on this on game. an off night, right? They weren't. Yeah, they weren't touring. Like now, a lot of these bands are touring. And then you got and a they place get like, on these packages, right? And then you get bring yes. in these local bands, and then these are like you, you get a, like a wide variety of more audience because you know you got these big bands that are signed, seeing these bands that are opening up. But at the end of the day, like the band really needs to push forward and and really foot the bill. And, yeah, yeah. Which is what they did. Like, right. They they made their band go right. on tour and be a part of that and expose themselves and so that they eventually were recognized. The, the, one, the one thing with where rivers and coming up to like gloom doom and everything like that 
they came along in a time when you could do this because of the fact you had internet access. You had yeah, times did change. Right, heavily. times have changed. Oh, huge. You know, heavily. you could you can find a club in you know Tupelo, Mississippi, and play there. But you know, for us, it was it had to go from word of mouth. And that's like I said, dude. If any band would have made it from Reading at that time, you guys would have been somewhere because I, I I honestly believe like divination was here long enough and did their shit worked the hardest and they 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 had a following and they had things like divination was a band that could have pushed forward way heavier than right. what well, it happened and I, and I think I think you and anybody else that that that, uh, that agrees with this this was all just a bunch of kids that started off in my dad's attic making a bunch of noise mm. and. When we did our farewell show, that was the thing, and I'm kind of getting a little choked up because, uh, you know, you guys all know how my father was. That was Superman to me, and uh, he, uh, you know, when I got to say goodbye to Divination and saying, "Pop, thank you for 22 years ago, or even before that, of letting a bunch of neighborhood kids go play guitars that were out of tune, drums that were out of tune, and just." make noise and look what it became thank so. god your dad was partially dead yeah. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say and apparently you, hate and I, apparently hated his vcr and microwave very much so <laughs> thanks Mike. but I, I love that that you guys got to jam there and do all your things and it's true it's like that that was a supporting factor which is what you need i mean if if anything that i can pat myself on the back is i i really took reading and the music that we all hold dear and put it on my back to try to make it bigger. And and, and there's a lot of names in this. Like, there's a couple people in this that are really, really key. And uh, before we play the Divination song I want to okay. play, I want like, there's a couple people in this that are really, really key. You being a big one. Okay. Frank. Frank. Being another huge one. My partner in crime, like, man. Like, <laughs> Frank has tried so hard to push that fucking banner forward no one in Reading other than you has done it harder than Frank an interesting story about Frank was I was not in a band like this is in the going to make godless um Anthrophobia needed a drummer and their guitarist called me up and said hey why don't you learn a couple songs now Anthrophobia was in that first wave with Craze and Fatal and, and Concussion and all that and here I am being asked to play this, but it was more of a not what I was into, you know, because I was very death metal. And I did learn a few things, but I never got the tryout. And yeah, and well, you did kind of have a hardcore phase. Like, I did. A little I think bit. we all had that. Right. Yep. Even Juan did. had a bit of a hardcore phase with the but, Unisound, you know, hanging out at Unisound. You mean, couldn't help but get into hardcore. In the meantime, mm-hmm. around 90, 98, 99 is when I first actually met Frank, and I did one show with him at Heaster's Lane. And we've been best of friends ever since. And so, we can't forget Jesus. Everybody yeah, we got. We Jesus. all got to praise Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, praise the Jesus. man upstairs. Jesus came in and kind of like Jesus, helped everybody. Jesus was the one that yeah. made us. I mean, he, uh, so he gave you, up his body. Frank, I mean, to a lesser extent, the Lombarios, because yeah. if they wouldn't have had the silo, a lot of that shit never would have got played. Well, we, what, and and Jake. Jake, Jake is a fucking another huge. I, I part do. Of that I do want to throw. I, I do want to throw uh, Ray from from Hate there again because he did do outside the box shows of the Hate Fests and the Pig Fests. And, and where were those done at? Um, 
at the Grove out there. Yeah, on, on, oh, over right here. The yeah, oh, yes. Kanapowski's. Yeah. Right across the street from um, Ma- uh, Maiden Creek Appliances. But yeah, it yeah, it was it was Mayor's like Grove. It's yeah, like that mushroom place Mayor's now, Grove, yeah. Yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He would throw the pig fest there. Uh, hate fest started oh, off. Shit. Hate fest started off. Our first one was at a uh, Riverside Beneficial. That was our first show. I'll never forget that show. Yeah, and uh, we, oh my god, I remember like it was yesterday because we we had five band members and I was one of the only people in town that played a big double bass kit. But to fit, to fit that drum set up there with all these people, everybody was just I would like, say you had it. I don't know if you played it. <laughs> but hey, everybody was like back to back almost playing. Kind of a side note. What? Before we get too f- I want So, do you think these dudes playing double bass music with a single bass drum sound like shit? No. <laughs> no? no. I do. I do. Who? I think it fucking sounds terrible. Wait, because wait, wait, wait. Who, who plays that? What? Oh, everybody. Nobody plays yeah. with a double bass anymore. I, I, they I all play with a fucking double kick. I, oh. I understand where you're going with that. There is a... As a drummer who came in sixth. <laughs> because every <laughs> fucking bass drum right. sounds slightly different. Right. So when they're playing a double bass... It sounds completely different than when you got a dude with a fucking pedal fucking hitting the same right, bass drum right, twice. What did Kiss say? About what? About that double bass thing. I played on a double pedal on Ooh. that thing. Should we go into what, what he's trying very, to refer- Very briefly. I okay, just Since quickly. you wanted to talk about the big kits, and, and things have shifted since those you days. You got two minutes. Real quick, I was just on the Kiss Cruise 10 um, All right, you don't need to plug oh, yourself. We're going Just get into yes, the. Yes. Well, he was get he was saying yes, about seven yes. or six out of. Do you want him to six plug out it? of eleven? All right. What what happened was uh, a friend of <laughs> mine ahead. really twisted my arm because I hate these dog and pony shows of 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 drum offs and drum solos and stuff like that. She twisted my arm and said, "You got to do it." So I sent him a submission. Didn't think I was going to get in. Shit, I was picked. Yes. And by the way, we're very proud of you, John. Super we're busting proud. your Super balls, proud. but we're very proud Super of you. Proud. But uh, but you still came in six. <laughs> yeah, you're I in was, the bottom forty. By the I way, I was I was picked. I was picked out of ten, and then when we were getting ready to do this, it was, out, it an, was actually eleven. Go ahead. Another guy got added in, so it was <laughs> it was eleven people. Mm-hmm. I was the seventh one to go up. Yep. Um, I I had to learn everything right handed. Yeah, I, yeah. I did three weeks of mm-hmm. intense playing mm-hmm. about as much as I could. Yep. To try to learn thirty years. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Shut up. Go so anyway, I came in sixth. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I have to, if I have to say, and I can pat myself on the back for it, it's one of the best times I've ever played. It's like fifty-seven percent so. or more. But yeah, you're you're basically in the bottom forty yeah. percent. You yeah, know yeah. what though? But no, but good for you. I had the stones to do it. Yes. We're, yeah. just, we're busting balls. We're right. very yeah. proud of you. I had I mean, at the end of the day, it. you went on a shitty cruise. Oh, fuck you, off. You saw a shitty band. You played in front of a shitty crowd. Oh, fuck and you off. still became a shitty member. I love it, dude. Like, I love it. In the meantime, no, the drummer of, of uh, Queensryche, Casey, I if, I know I'll never listen I'm to the show. Two shitty bands. But, Go back. But uh, dude loved what I've done, what I did on that. And. I got to sit there and watch him play like like Queensrÿche. Oh, on the upper <laughs> Look deck. out! Those guys, that guy really does play some really good fucking drums. And to be, you know, get his vote of confidence just it lit my fire. I want to put Divination back together again. So he Ooh. plays good drums except for on every like Queensrÿche album. Album. What's that? Yeah, I said he plays he plays great drums <laughs> except for every Queensrÿche album. Oh fuck off! I <laughs> love Queensrÿche. Divination Rike. I love Queensrÿche. Like, yeah, we're gonna. 
I seen, I seen Queensryche coming in out three times in five days, and each time it got better and better and better. They were they're so awesome. Yeah, and Friday I saw the video for Queen of the Reich, and I couldn't believe how terrible it actually was. What? <laughs> yes, you're on uh, crack. No, Ta- it's, it's not bad. Is, if you like he's, shitty music, he's so awesome. He makes Jeff Tate look like you know yesterday's news. No, yeah, no. Bite your fucking oh, tongue. Oh, fuck no. He, yes, bite it. He he, he went blood. out there and did every single thing that Jeff Tate did. Except make a really good album like Jeff Tate did. Okay, Ooh. okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait which album were you, you trying to go with? It's I a don't fight, know. fight. Operation Mind Crime Empire. But he... The other he, fucking three before wait, wait. that. He like, played those songs like, <laughs> like they were gr- He did great. Two punches, big noses, trying to throw Jeff Tate one. nowadays can barely sing. It has nothing to do with no, nowadays. Now it's a singing. Well, punch. he's only been in the band a couple of years now, so well, they haven't got a chance couple to make years it too out. long. Sean Blocks. Yeah. You know, he that's kind of like made, saying uh, Clive Owen is better than Bruce Dickinson. Big Nose throws. You're mixing singers and drummers there, buddy. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. That's right. What the hell was that guy's name? I don't even remember his name. I can't even think of his name. Paul, right? Paul the, the Paul Dionis. Yeah. I'm like, wait, Clive Owen, yeah, no. Stands up and gets punched in the face again. What's happening? <laughs> all, right, all right, let's get back to the show. We went completely off the rails, but yes, I anyway. finished six out of eleven. Go ahead. So no, no, that's not it. <laughs> That what? was not no, where we question, left off. Like, that was way was, off the track. Well, I will, to answer your question, I saw oh, every the double bass. Yes, right, here double we go. Okay, okay. Yeah, I saw every time I lied. Every time I die, I seen them live. That's that drummer is a phenomenal drummer. He plays a three piece kit. It does not sound as great live as it does on the album. So if you're how listening- about because it mutes that double bass? Right. It mutes it because when he hits it on that, it, it's just weird. It almost like mutes the first drum bass. Whereas when you get that two bass, you feel it. What, like, what, it's inside what, you. What goes on with is you have one single bass drum that, that does flex when the, the pedal hits it. When you put two of them on there, that flex doesn't get a chance to come back like you would with a single. So you're going do 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 do. That flex is not there. So that second hit is always deader. I just never thought it sounded anywhere near. That, and, and that's, that's, that's what. That's why it does. All right, all right. And, so and as, I get it's easier to carry that kit around than it is a double bass kit because I mean a fucking bass drum's big. Yeah, you're, big, ta- you're, talk, you're talking thing. twenty-two inches, twenty-two to twenty-four inches. Unless you were at Unisound and you saw the band called the Iceman play. Yes. Yes. Do you remember them? Yeah. You know, that dude had that drum set. It was it, this tiny. Yeah. It was it's probably a, it's maybe called a gorilla kit. Yeah. It had to be maybe what it's, fifteen inch bass drum. It's and a sixteen inch bass that drum. He pretty much had to like jump up and jump hit. up and hit. <laughs> but they were phenomenal. Yes. They were just out of this world. All right. Yeah. So if you're a listener of the pot of this podcast and you want to chime in, let us know what you think. Do you think it's better with two? And bass I know you drums? fuckers won't. Nobody ever one. chimes the fuck in. I, if you want to, you motherfucker. Neil might. I, Neil, I, oh, Neil. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Neil. Yeah. I do like. Or Floyd. I, Shout out to Floyd. I like two bass drums. I will say that. But I. You Just know. let us know what you fucking think. Obviously, Yo, I like two. I can tell you a really funny story about this guy, too. Yo, in the beginnings of him playing drums, I remember this dude putting fucking quarters and a half dollars. <laughs> yes. yes. To try yes. to get that Pantera to get that sound. snap. Yep. Yes. He wanted yes. That and then he'd get pissed off because he kept breaking quarters and a half dollars. And they yep. would split my bass drum Because <laughs> he a, sucks. I'm. I, I'm I'm working like a minimum wage job and I have to go buy another $30 fucking drum head. All right. On that note, we're running up on two hours and 40 minutes. Why don't we play a divination song? Which song are you playing? We are going to play... Some shitty song, I'm sure. Yes. A Necessary Evil off Age of Man. Necessary Evil. uh, That was with Chuck and Brad. Yes, and I love this album. 
Do you like this one? Do you like I this do. one better than Three Nails? Yeah, but yes. do you like Brad? It's the question. Yes, I like no, Brad. No, you said no. Shame on you. <laughs> we like Brad. But we, Brad, love, we love Brad, you. yeah. This was our second. Actually, this was supposed to be an EP. And and it became a WP. So, yeah. I can go into hours of this. <laughs> Ah, 
And that was divination. That so, was great. See, this is what I'm talking about. You guys should have made it. We, well, we wrap that pretty much wraps up the whole Berks County that scene. Brings it, it brings it together. I mean, yeah. other than getting into the whole Rivers and Isle fucking That's a whole Black Crown Initiate thing, but yeah. uh, Gloom and Yeah, Stoom. we're not talking about great bands. These are good bands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still got to say, you know, and we had a story on here. It was like one of our earliest episodes. Um, they were another band. That and Floyd. Yeah. And they Shout were another band that, that, that followed Divination around and Mike brought it up for a second era. They actually did the touring thing like Rivers did and they took us out for a week and uh, it was fun but we were adults and they were young. Yeah, you had some divas with you. No, not you just not, had divas. I, I, I'm not going to say not, any particular names. But. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, just, let's just go into detail here. We were old and those kids, you know, they didn't have jobs or anything like that. We basically took a week's vac- vacation from our work. They were real people on tour. You guys were on vacation. Yeah, we were. We, That's right. We booked hotel rooms. Yes, we, on vacation. We, we ate it. You know, you weren't a band on tour. And, yes, and those guys were dumpster do you, diving. Do you know what always like fascinated me about divination was Jay? What about Jay? Jay is like not a death metal guy yes. at all. Yes, you're right. And he fucking plays phenomenal guitar with a death metal band, and just, and wrote some really good death metal stuff with us. And just does like not song, like the death last, metal. The, yeah. Like the last song that we played, uh, Necessary Evil. Yeah. He he wrote about half of that with us. At this. That blows my mind. Yeah, Jay wrote a... Basically, what Jay did with Divination was... Hold you back, apparently. No, he'd come up He'd come up with a riff that <laughs> should have been a thrash riff, and we would just basically take a note out of this, a note out of that, and I'd put double bass to it, and it became a death metal riff, which is how death metal, you know, kind of came to where it is. Well, it was just extreme thrash riffs. Right. I mean, that's yeah, all death yeah. metal really was, was people that were sick of fucking thrash metal mm-hmm. and making, taking it to the next and step. I would just put, you know, crazy double bass to it, and that's what we got. So, where the fuck was I going with it? I actually had a train of thought with this, and the train went way off the rails, as Just usual. like this show? Yeah. The train just stalled, like your career. But, I mean, I... <laughs> wow, you're so I mean, nice, and then also your, I, your, your career just stalled. I'm not being mean. I really think that you guys would have gone far, but it's, it's, somewhere along the line, you something stopped you. Death, you know what I mean? No, like, the, the love of death metal kind of disintegrated. Because you I guys think. are really, really, really great. Yeah. I really do love once we Once we did get to like the Three Nails uh, album, we were all listening to different stuff. I was more into black metal than I was death metal at that time. Chuck was more of a hardcore guy. You know, Jay was into thrash metal. And, you know, that was... And Matt was... Matt was actually listening to but a lot of But if you guys would have gotten signed, was everybody on board? What's that? If you guys got signed and you're like, yeah, we're going on tour, we're doing the world. We, we in in the late 90s, like I said, we had offers from big labels. We just didn't have the guidance to do what we needed to do. Um, at that point, yeah, we were very into going out on tour and everything like that, but... Well, let's be honest. Most of you were. Yeah. Would you do it now and like go on it? If I if I could get get into DeLorean and go back to that time, no, yes. no, 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 now, now, now. like, now, like you know, you, you get back together with your bandmates, you guys make new music, and a label says yes. An offer comes in, says, let's "Hey, let's bring do you this on the shit. road." Because at the end of the day, that's I, now or never. I, I don't know because you know I'm old. I got bills I got to pay. You know, being in a band does not pay your bills, but. You know, 
it, it'd be something to think about. Because I think you guys would do very well. Yes, I, I mean, do especially too. now because a lot of the the I, I'm not knocking it, but a lot of the new death metal is it sounds just like the death metal that the other bands play. Yeah. Right. You know, you to guys, me, there, you know, a lot of death there, metal bands now are old, like you guys. There's too much. There, there's a today's music in, in any genre is to me, I think, is a little oversaturated. Well, it's stale. Right. I mean, there's and always nobody, so much originality you can do. I mean, you can't re. Do that's why technical death metal came about because you can't be original a second time. Right. Like, I mean, you know, right. the brutal so fucking suck. shit came through, and but I mean, but you guys back. were pretty much the last holdouts of the Berks County bands. Yeah, that was it. I mean, yeah. you guys were it. Like, I mean, yeah. like I said, um, I, I I do have a new fire that I want to light up and you know try to do it again. Um, do I think I can recapture what I did before? I have no idea, no, but I would love can't. to try to. Write a new album and you know pimp it for a little bit and see how everybody likes it. Yeah, nobody will like it. Mm, I got some ideas. I don't know. They might because considering that like a lot of the stuff today, like a lot of these original death metal bands are coming back around. You know, right, they're like right. you know. You have five people that'll like it. Well, and you think about it, they three never of them really are in this left. room. I mean, you got <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd like it. In, I'd in, buy the vinyl. In, that's what well, I really want to no, do. No, you buy any vinyl. <laughs> Wait, we're no, real, real that's quick. not true. And me too. Hold on, let me let me uh, let me just put Juan on the spot here, Mike. Every show when you listen to it at home, normally Juan is sitting here buying vinyl, and as soon as yes. we get done, he goes, "Look what I bought!" And it's <laughs> yes. like, "Motherfucker, where did you find this?" At the podcast. In the meantime, I, did you buy any vinyl on this no, show? I bought it yesterday. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> no, not today. No, we both bought some today. Oh, was it today? The Massacre 7. Yes, I'm sorry. I bought it today earlier. No, 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 I mean, during the show. No, no, I, I didn't buy you, any during the show today. Yeah. I bought it well, before the show. Well, we'll be over here show. talking about something, and he's sitting here, blah, 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 blah. I was, I was and sit- then he'll just show us. I like, was sitting in the freezing fucking cold this morning, buying what records up, on my phone, sending him links, yes. and he's buying them from his And what nice ends up home. happening is I'll come here, and we'll talk about the show, and then Sean will be like, oh, this happened, and this vinyl came out. And during the show, I'm like, well, fuck. Let me yeah. look for this vinyl. Oh, speaking of which. And I find it, and I buy it. Hold on. Like, I got to clue you into this. Remember that that Asfix one I sent? The three <laughs> L- L- LP another set? hour. Hell's Headbangers has as soon, as it for fucking half Asfix. price. Oh, I'm buying a vinyl during this podcast. Did, real quick, though. Did the new deceased come out that, that covers album? No, not yet. All right. A couple more weeks. And I'm going to say I want to do another King interview. Damn right I do. So a fucking man's amazing. I'm going to try and set it up and I'm saying it on air that we're going to try and have King on right. again. And yes, King, listen, because I, I want you to do the interview this yes, time. Oh, dear knows. God. Why? Well, because I, well, I mean, it was all right when I did it, but you know, you know, we probably won't have enough memory card on him and him. We'll, do it. we'll get it. Don't worry. It'll be a double show. So I mean, quadruple show again, way off the rails. All right. Let's we brought this let's full round of divination. Let's I mean, that's pretty much the end of the era that we wanted to cover. Literally the end. Okay. I mean, it was, I want to thank you guys for, you know, yeah. we've been doing this for what, three years now. Yeah. And this is the most that we've talked about divination. And I love divination. Dude. And, I really do. And I, and I thank you guys. I really, I do. I and mean, a board aside and cost yeah. we, and rot. None of that shit. I mean, at, at the end of the day, we, I, at one point recently, I still had my backstage roadie thing from <laughs> rot and a board aside. <laughs> fucking so silly. And, and I have those like posters because of you. 
the, yeah, I kept all that fucking shit, and I mean, I mean that it, that was a big important part for a lot of people's lives. Getting into that type of music and that in, the, scene. in this room, I mean, Mike here has been on the journey with me, not completely on the front seat of it, but he's he was there from the beginning, and was you were at the farewell show? Yeah, I was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So. it was weird. It was almost like coming full circle. It really is oh, at the farewell you know? divination yeah. show, and then you guys played again. Well, we did that because <laughs> yeah, please. We did it. I felt it. Ri- I no, felt no, no. ripped off. I no, went to the we, farewell divination show, and then it, it was like, "Oh, we're playing another show." I'm like, "We Get did the it fuck because, out of here, motherfucker!" Because a friend of ours was had some health uh, um, health issues, and she's no longer with us. But uh, she was having some some problems paying her bills, and yeah, it was a bummer. What what more can we do? And, you know, and, and just say, "All right, fine, we're going to go out and do this show," and. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows to play. I mean, that's Shocktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. That show we was. Were, we went there. That yeah, show that was, was fun. Well, we worked the merch table. Yeah, we yeah. worked there. And we loved it. <laughs> we didn't even get to watch it. We had to stand there and fucking sell divination merch. Oh, you guys were right next to me though. <laughs> yeah, barely, we sold nothing. <laughs> you got. You guys were right next to me, and I could see you guys the whole time. No, we loved. We loved the show. I oh, signed absolutely. an autograph at that show. It was great. Nice. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> kid wanted his his. Jason mask signed. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm nobody. He's like, I don't care. I'm all right. Fuck it. <laughs> you were Jason. <laughs> you know you made it when you start signing oh. boobs. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, there was no tit sign that day. But that if you look you. behind you, we have a. It was signed by first Jason, who played his fucking keytar at the show. Wow, that's right. <laughs> yep. Holy Jesus. That, that was a crazy show. That, that was a fun, fun show. So, dude, but that was the second divination farewell show he learned from kiss <laughs> kiss showed him the way yeah. to do it i mean do i do i honestly think divination's going to come back together no probably not but do i sit up night you know going do i want to do this again yes i do no so so if you did another band with like say with matt okay would you call it divination no um <laughs> i don't know um it it depends on who was in the band and uh, just make up a new fucking name, dude. I mean, if we would, we would pro- maybe we'd do another name, but we would probably play some divination stuff. Divination, because you know, with Matt, Matt, penis nation. Matt was the uh, cockination. <laughs> Matt was the first was the first singer, and I'm not taking anything away from Brad, but peeper nation. Matt Matt had his own distinct style, and I think Matt should have been. I mean, if if anything, as you guys said, you you know, divination should have went further. I think Matt should have went further because he really he he went from being that that Chris Barnes guttural, you know, just Cookie Monster stuff to mixing the black metal with uh, with with death metal like before everybody else did, and he's still good at it at forty eight years old, which is what it ended up being anyway, right? Like right. black, which metal- I think. I think Matt could go further with you, maybe like third base. I don't. <laughs> That's when the like, impregnation happens. Yeah, like you know, like titty grabbing, dick. I mean, sucking. I'm, I'm not. I'm not something. taking anything away from Brad, but I. I really think that Matt, like re, like he was on a wave of making a different vocal for death metal before it it, it happened. So, yeah. and I can actually say that with with all honesty. Yeah, Brad never swallowed, so Matt has a chance. <laughs> See, and the crazy thing is, it's like when you sit there and you say, you know, three nails to me, that was a good album. 
But Age of Man is to me is where you guys really shine. We we, we grew up a that lot. Was, absolutely, yeah. we grew up a lot till we got to Age of Man. Absolutely, it, to me, it just seemed like that's when you finally got all the right pieces in all right. the right spots. The, the lineup on that band, on that album, I should say, was the best lineup that we had. I mean, John Mattis was on bass and he was the longest running bass player. And I don't want to take anything away from any of the other bass players, but he take was, it away. he was as solid as it could be. I mean, he, if anybody was lost, you just walked over to John and John be like, okay, here you go. And he would get you back on track. Cause yeah, because that dynamic between him and no, but Jay, it was the, the yeah. sound, really the sound is what was I like, felt. Yeah. yeah, that's what made at the, that. At sound. the end of the day, the sound like as a band came together. Like, well, the, the one thing that I, I always tried doing and it never worked out was until John was when we weren't in band life, hang out with the bass player. Reason being is, you know, that's the rhythm section. I always wanted to be, you know, if you, you know how it is, you two have it like right now, you two think the same thing at all times. And that's what I wanted with whoever was playing bass. Is that and, the guy who replaced Galisi? Who Mattis? No, no, no. Mattis came. He came late in the yeah. Mix, he yeah. came very late. Yeah, wasn't there a fucking weirdo in between? Or yeah. am I thinking yeah. of a different band? There was. There was probably twenty three different bass players till twenty three. Yeah, I think I, I think we sat down and counted at one time. We went through like thirty members, and twenty three of them were bass players. Well, who was the weirdo we see in West Reading that time? Was that divination or was that fatal? Weirdo in yeah. There was a guy that was fatal. I think oh fatal. All right. Yeah. He knows who I'm talking yeah. about. Dude, Fatal has a lot of those people. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Well, like, well <laughs> dude, he fucking sang for him. Yeah. Let's not ruin oh, I know, this. but it, let's, like, not, dude. let's not ruin the podcast, dude. <laughs> I was going right. to say, if Thrash would be like, if Thrash would be like uh, meth addicts, that would be like their core audience. So they'd be the Fatal trailer Gresham. park yeah, of Thrash Absolutely, bands. absolutely. Right. Yeah, we're not going down that road. <laughs> we're, not, we're not turning this into Kensington alley all right like, anyway and that's mainly because i love sean that's why <laughs> but in the meantime though yeah Who? um sean mccullough mccullough who's that the drummer i i oh. have no idea no. but anyway he's anyway, a he's, back he's, to, like, yeah, he's a particular kind of person in the meantime though me and me and mattis like during the age of man thing we we were hanging out a lot we we partied a lot drank a lot and me and him were as tight you know thick as thieves i mean we we were that was the best lineup because we all hung out all the time and we all knew where the other person was, including Jay, believe it or not. That's great. So. Wait, wait. Is that guy the brother of the singer of Divination? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. The brother. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> Never mind. Yes. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, Holy shit. That took a while to come back. That was crazy. <laughs> I had no idea who you guys were talking about. So all right. I, I think I think we're... We, I, th- we, I think we're, that pretty well wraps it up yeah. with a neat little bow and... There you go. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> looks like it looks like a fucking cobweb. If you look at this, the direction we took through this it's whole such thing, a great, great direction. I, anybody that made it this far, man, I hope you guys wore a seatbelt. But it, it's just not a straight line. Oh, so. Diapers. But it was weird. But that's kind of how things were. Yeah. Right. They were a little bit all over the place. But that's why it kind of worked. You know, everybody was being pulled in their own weird directions. That kind of just three came. hours into this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're gonna fucking wrap it up. So let's you, do that. So just to play us off, we're gonna play a little TFD to be alive at the end of the world. I love and, this song, and I think it pretty well sums up shit. Still, two years yeah. later, so I love this song. I, I every time we we do a show, this is where I I hope to get to because I want to hear this song. Thanks for fucking taking the ride with us, y'all. Later.